The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. What's up? How are you? <laughs> I can't believe we never met each other until today. That's kind of crazy. It's really weird. It's kind of crazy. It was always like at the store, they're like, Cat was here last night. I'm like, fuck. It was always two ships in the night. Right. I would, I would see you and not be able to get to you. Like, comedy is small, but only if you're mediocre. <laughs> it's big. It's a vast, vast place. It's vast, and it's also small, because yeah. there's so few of us. And worldwide, we were talking about this the other day. There's maybe 500 of us on the planet. You know, you got to be real generous and say 500, because it's really probably about 250. Right. But like, legit comics... Guys you want to hang out with, guys who are fun, yeah, guys who your numbers recommend. going down, your numbers going down, your numbers going down, <laughs> <laughs> guys you'd recommend leave your house, get a babysitter, the numbers going down. It's not a lot of people, right? You think about the billions and billions of people on the planet. There's a little smidgen of us. Well, as as children, we all take to talking with ease. And so the fact that later on in your life, you be one of the people that could say I talk for a living is um, an amazing honor. It's amazing. Even if you look a thousand years back. Yeah, especially today. Did you be able to talk for a living? Oh, my God. What, and that, that's the problem also with what we do is that everybody can talk. So they see you talking. Mm-hmm. They're like, I can do what he's doing. Right. He's just up there talking. And the better you do it, the easier it looks, right. which is part of the trap. Yeah, it's part of the trap. It looks like he doesn't think about what he says. He just says stuff. But you you couldn't be as accurate. No, no. And then there's hanging around with comics and getting to know about shit like they're electric Rolls Royces. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. If Satan hits me. <laughs> Just know I'm hitting back immediately. You're, you're going to know about it if I've never heard. Yeah, the electric specter. That thing is insane. That thing's insane. Just the way the doors open up, the way the doors close when you touch the brakes. <clears throat> totally silent. For the price point, it has. it would have to be perfect. And the whole thing is, it is. And that's that's what you're trying to do in any genre mm-hmm. like you're trying to find that thing that is flawless in that genre right and uh that's it that's the rolls royce i've never had one of those right well because because it's important to you that you be grounded in the important ways so i can see you not have had it, have, having not had a rolls royce i've had four five <laughs> <laughs> i'm not opposed to it it's just uh, the idea of it to me is like, don't do that. For me, you know, I'm always like, eh, get away from that. Go right, right. A muscle car. What does it, well, see, you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because because we live vicariously through these things, and it's been that way for all of humankind. I'm sure. saying it was still like that um, for the Roman and his chariot. Oh, like yeah. that's how he felt. Like that's that's how horsemen feel about that ride. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. Transportation and 
people have a love story. Yeah, that's really the only object that I'm really into. Like I'm, I'm vehicles. into yeah vehicles. I'm into mechanical vehicles. Right. There's like something about mechanical vehicles that just speak to me. I love them. I love looking at them. I love sitting in them. I love driving them. It's just like it's one of the things that people say like money can't buy you happiness. That's definitely true. If you're fucked up, you're not going to get happier if you get rich. But if you're already reasonably happy and you can afford a nice muscle car, god damn, you'll feel happier. You will feel but, happier. But every time. Every time. So you what I'm it. saying is when I got the 67 <laughs> Chevy Camaro, mm. I needed no other cars. Mm. I was complete. Yeah. When I got the Grand National, mm -hmm. you couldn't tell me anything. There was nothing yeah. on the highway that was of my ilk. Yeah. But I've felt that way. Um 12, 13 times. That's what makes it real love. Yeah, they give you real joy yeah. every time you drive them. And you feel like that character in that movie. You Fuck know? yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you drive a 1970 Chevelle, you feel like John Wick. Yeah, it's a sacred, <laughs> sacred place. There's music there. There's yeah. recklessness, but there's safety. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like um, it, it gets to the essence of a being. And I think... It's a thing that won't exist 100 years from now. I think automated driving will be mandatory. I really do. I, don't, I think we're about well, 100 years away. 100 years away from no, no personal automobiles. No control of your vehicle. We're going to stop all crashes. We could stop all crashes and all highway deaths. Come on, cat. Won't you contribute and give up all your rights to drive? We're going to stop all death. Yeah, it's not. But understand that it... All of these things have um, financial benefits, and then they use those perks you just mentioned to get you in. But yeah, I, I yeah, but I, making I, money. I believe that um, it'll be mandatory, but but for practical <clears throat> reasons, like this thing where the police want you and they have to chase you, and you may get away. Those those days are done. Yeah, they're just you gonna shut your car off. Yeah. You, your car is going to do what they yeah. tell it to do, yeah. which is get behind this patrol car and follow us to the station. There's Lock speculation the doors, that like, they've they've had that for a long time, you know. There was uh, that, yeah. that famous journalist, Michael Hastings, that was his name? There's this journalist. I don't know if you know this story, but <clears throat> it's pretty crazy. This guy went to um, Afghanistan. It was Afghanistan with the troops. And he was only supposed to be there writing a Rolling Stone article about this general for a very short amount of time. But then there was the volcano in Iceland, and the volcano in Iceland stopped air travel. So he, this journalist from the Rolling Stone was embedded in this, this troop, and they started talking shit. And he started reporting the shit that they were talking, including disparaging comments that the general had said about Obama. So the general gets back. He has to retire. He has to, you know, it's the Rolling Stone exposed. It's a big deal because everybody loves his general. So he retires, and this Michael Hastings guy is on the run and he's terrified he's telling people if if i commit suicide i did not kill myself people are threatening my life and then he's going down la brea and his car is going like 120 miles an hour and just slams into a tree and explodes and there's a video footage of it this dude is just flying look at that flying down the street hits a tree and the car explodes and they asked security experts at that time, I think it was like 2005, four, 
2004, 2005, is it possible to control a vehicle remotely? They said, does your vehicle have a computer? If your vehicle has a computer, they can control it. Period. There's a way. And they know that. And they've been doing that for, this is... 2010. 2010. So this is 14 fucking years ago. Easy peasy. If they could do that then, what can they do now? Let's just shut your fucking car right off. Er this episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. If you're looking for something to do this summer, you might want to check out some of the upcoming fights. Even better if you can catch them up close in person. It's quite an experience. But if you want to get the best seats, you have to act fast. And that's true for a lot of things in life, especially when it comes to hiring for your business. You need to hire the most talented people you can before the competition scoops them up. And to do that, you need ZipRecruiter. And luckily, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Rogan. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. So, amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rogan to try it for free right now. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Rogan. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This episode is brought to you by Hostage Tape. First of all, what a great name. Um, this, is a, this is a product that I use, and I started using long before it was an ad. Your sleep game is about to get a whole lot better, kids, because I want to introduce you to Hostage Tape. Put simply, it is tape for your mouth. But you're probably wondering why you should even need that. Well, if you're a mouth breather, if you snore a lot, or if you suffer from sleep apnea, this could make a big difference. This mouth tape can reduce or eliminate snoring and apnea, and at the same time, it'll help filter the air going to your lungs, increase your oxygen uptake, and improve circulation, which will make you feel more energized. It has tons of other benefits, too, like it helps with bad breath, dry mouth, and, of course, better sleep. For you and your partner, don't let bad sleep hold you hostage. Shut your fucking mouth with hostage tape. Buy it today and get a special buy two, get one free offer. That's a 90-day supply. Just visit HostageTape.com slash Rogan. That's HostageTape.com slash Rogan. Oh, well, how was the article in 2010 if the accent's in 2013? Uh... Well, the article came out first and exposed McChrystal. Oh, oh, the Rolling Stone yeah, article. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, you meant yeah. the article no, that, on, the, on the accident. If so, you actually do reading about Tesla, see, that's the thing, Joe. That's why I love history so much. Because once you find out that this world is a circle, you can never get lost. Like, right. you can look at certain things and it'll Patterns. tell you what's going to happen later. Like with amazing accuracy like um <clears throat> yeah like that's how i knew that things like what you showed me with hastings that those were real things yeah um it's not they've always been real it's it, Everybody who has ever been killed in one of those ways, there was a financial benefit to it. It was obvious. It was easy. You know where it came from. It's yeah. just that they do a good job. But how, how is that 
difficult if that's your job. Like they exactly. do this, they do this really well. They do it worldwide. Um, well, also, this guy fucked with the worst person you could fuck with, a high-ranking beloved general who's in charge of trained killers who love him. And you don't think he could put one of those dudes on you with a coffee meeting? Just have a sit-down at Starbucks with no phones on you? And let me explain what's going on. A shadow you, government is no more difficult than a government. Yeah. And so not only that, you don't, they don't have to get elected. It's even better. Even nicer. They stay for a long time. They can, I mean, think about J. Edgar Hoover. How long did that motherfucker stay in power for? He was running the FBI wearing a dress for like 30 years. Because of what you just discussed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like, there are, that, that's why I can speak with impunity about the Illuminati because I know who you would have to be in order for what I'm saying to bother you, number one. Right. Number two, I know your big secret. I know that you're not the Illuminati. I am. So <laughs> <clears throat> you can't be illuminated. You're too dark. But the the difficulty is getting people to believe something that they don't want to believe. And in each of these cases, this is where the money is. If you're just a capitalist, it is find something establish a value for it and make sure that that includes your profit and make sure people really want it. Right. It, it, it's very fundamental. Also, you know? if you're running corporations and you're yeah. making billions of dollars, yeah. you're going to get bored. What's the ultimate game? The ultimate game is to run the whole world. You know what the yeah. ultimate game is, Cat? I do. We have an overpopulation problem, Cat. Yeah. It's an overpopulation problem. Right. And we're going we're gonna to be able to mitigate that with vaccines. We're going to be able to mitigate that with with healthcare. Right. We're going to figure that out. We're going to we're going to get rid of a bunch of people. We used it, to be what... able to do it with neglect, and it was called <laughs> nature's way. <laughs> right. You know, right. like like whatever was ailing you, it wasn't ailing everybody in the world. The Chinese didn't have it because right. they had six thousand herbs six thousand years ago and knew what each one did. And you know, mm -hmm. like you know, people are very resistant to that. When they don't realize that almost all pharmaceutical drugs come from plants, a, a you big, can't be a, a, against the original. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's like, that's government propaganda working on you. That's like when they remember when they had Marinol, when they were making weed illegal, and the people had, were going through cancer, and their doctors had prescribed them weed for chemotherapy, so they gave them Marinol. Do you remember that shit? I it do. Is, it's like a synthetic version of weed that's terrible. I, but. But terrible is subjective right. to nothing. So they have this um, oil-like cannabis that is for um, people having seizures. Right. And it's the only thing that will stop a seizure. Yeah, it's incredible. It is. But here's the thing. <clears throat> the fact that there is a God is the biggest conversation worldwide but the truth of the matter is there is more reason for you to believe there is a God than there is for you to not like the way that things interact like if we're just talking about marijuana or alcohol or whatever that is 
you have to understand that this thing serves no other purpose than to bring pleasure to this small group of beings. Right. And the fact that it already was set up to do that, the fact that it was already set up on this planet for there to be medicines for us to find and mm. to utilize. And yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's not like, oh, yeah, so he made a cow. No, to make a cow, it means you had to also have made grass. And it means you would have had to have invented a whole new eating system for this animal, which was cud. And that means you would you would then have to have given him three stomachs to be able to, and you would have to have known that he was going to then emit a gas that was going to be necessary and on the planet. Like, mm, yeah. like none of these things Fertilizer, are, all of are, it. are, right, the Seeds. fact that everything goes together is mm-hmm. how you know. It's pretty wild. And yeah. every time we step in and fuck with it, it goes haywire. Right. Every time human beings do it. Predictably haywire. Haywire. <laughs> right. Haywire. Right. But that's part of that's part of the benefits of free will. Mm-hmm. Is you really can jump into a volcano, dude. Yeah. <laughs> haywire. <laughs> you really can. I mean, think about what we've done to wildlife. The, wi- the, wi- the craziest thing in this country, especially right here, is pigs. Bro, wild pigs are everywhere. And there's so many of them. I went to a friend of mine's farm, or well, it's like a ranch to to hunt wild pigs, yeah. and uh, you just hear them like like Lord of the Rings characters in the so bushes, <laughs> and there's a hundred and fifty of them near you, two hundred and fifty of them, thousands on the ranch. They're all over the place, and they have three litters a year, and they start having litters when they're six months old. They just pump out piglets. Let's go. You can tell they're not delicious. They are delicious. Oh well, then here we go. Then they're, we don't really have we don't really have a problem. Then right. do we? No, we have a we need to eat pigs problem. <laughs> no, we <laughs> we need to be sending this off somewhere yeah. to someone who does. Well, definitely we should. That would be an easy way to solve a lot of hunger problems. I'm saying we live in a country yeah. where we're complaining about food sources. It's a good point. These chickens are pecking us to death. They're <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I can't even sleep. <laughs> yeah, but they're delicious, yeah. right? Yeah. You have more chickens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we do have an overabundance problem for sure. We really do. But the pig thing is a wild one. It's, it's hard to get them. Like, you gotta, you get, they're very smart and they spread out, and there's so fucking many of them. They shoot them with helicopters. They oh, fly yeah, I've over seen them. It. Right. right. I haven't been invited three times since I moved here to go shoot pigs out of a helicopter. But that's part of the reason that you came to Texas. The freedom, Texas, for sure. Texas is a place of great adventure. Yeah. And people who believe in that. Yeah. Right. It's really God's country in the right places. It is in the right places. I think mm-hmm. you're going to have annoying people everywhere you go in this world. But in general, I think the people here overall are nicer, they're friendlier, and they're not captured. They're not captured by the ether of Hollywood. They haven't been sucked into the, the vortex of ideological thinking and just that weirdness of that town. So when you escape that and just be around regular people, you're like, oh, people are all right. I'm just been in an insane asylum. You're looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> you know, like you you have right. to be in a place where you're around good people, like normal people. That's better for you. You're not trying to say that people that happen to live there are not nice people. That's There's a not, lot of nice people there. For here's, sure. Here's the thing. Hopefully we can agree that 
the problem is with extremes. Yes. Extreme anything. Yes. Extreme left is as vicious and as as far right. Yep. It's, you know, the middleness of it all that makes America great. And for Texas sure. has been front and center of that forever. I think a, a big part of it, though, is how much does your government control you? Even when things don't even make sense. Like in California, they made flavored vapes illegal. Can you imagine? You're yeah. Like, Strawberry mist is our number one That was problem. fine, but they let it also hurt black people in that it counted menthol as a flavor and hurt Newport. So you can't sell menthol cigarettes in California? Right. They that have their own cigarettes. They have non-menthol Newports. It's terrible. Why do black people like menthol so much? What's that about? <clears throat> it's a totally different type of cigarette. You're going to get me canceled. No. Um, this is very racist, this is conversation, even, even though neither of us are. Go figure. Just talking about a type just, of cigarette just that people saying, enjoy? Just saying, why do black people like Newport so much? And a black, and a black person actually getting ready to answer this? Oh, it's terrible on all ends. Um, I don't think it is. Well, I don't think it is either because yeah. we have a, a new It's like if you started asking me about spaghetti, I'm not going to get offended. You start asking me about Italian food or why why are Italian people so loud? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get. How offended. many people have ever died of pasta related illnesses? <laughs> a lot, Joe. A lot of fatsos out there <laughs> kicking the bucket, that's, bro. That's not because of pasta. <laughs> that's an overabundance of carbohydrates. <laughs> they sir. were gonna be fat wherever they lived, sir. <laughs> Maybe that's an overabundance. <laughs> gonna be great bread eaters and delicious Uzekistan. high carbohydrate food. They couldn't stop it. People are addicted to food like they're addicted to anything. And if there's a thing that I could ever be addicted to, it's that. Right. That's all of us, though. All of us. And what a blessing. Yeah. We have so much. Starving people aren't addicted to anything, and they don't have food-related illnesses. Exactly. Exactly. But back to where we were. Yeah. You were asking me about the the menthol cigarettes. Oh, that's right. And and the answer is... We value strength in product. So there's this whole thing with liquor and malt liquor and the difference between the two. And one is richer and stronger. Oh, and, um, the more potent version. Right. And as, okay, that makes as sense. a people, we tend to go with those products. Things that are stronger. That makes sense. Right. Like before things were called concentrate. Yeah. That's what we appreciated. Mm, that makes sense. Concentrated. And the fact that um, menthol is a natural thing. So, you know. Right. Anybody who is from the South knows about mint plants and, you know. And menthol used as a skincare product, like injuries and shit. Right, like you appreciate that as a flavor profile as well. Right. That makes sense. The mint julep. It's just telling people they can't have that anymore. Who the fuck are you? That's my position. Well, and that's a, a noble position, and we appreciate the fact that you represent that. But the truth of the matter is not pretty. And the truth of the matter is that most people 
would like to be controlled more by their government if they to had. make it easier? Maybe. Most people are all for government control as long as they don't have to discuss it. Yeah, as long as it works in their favor, they'll give up a lot of rights. And then hopefully the next administration that's... Rights right are generally worthless at the time. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that if the government can make life easier... A lot of people have it hard, right? So the government yeah. comes in and says, I'm going to make it easier for you, but I'm right. going to need certain requirements of you. I'm going to need you to have a digital ID. That digital ID will be attached to a social credit score. And we're going to give you universal basic income. You no longer have to worry about food or shelter. You'll be taken care of. And now you can pursue your dreams. Is this the mark of the beast you're <laughs> yeah, speaking of, sir? I think it is. Right. I, Th- look, that's the whole thing is it's never been difficult at any point in history. Like, like we got a dude right now that's telling you front and center that I put a computer in somebody's head, guys. Right. Like. Yeah. And everybody's going, yay. It's the greatest thing in the world, sir. Yeah. But we understood this 15, 20, 25 years ago. We understood while watching Tron or while watching Cyborg, we understood that there was just this small line medically that needed to be crossed (laughs) in order for us to be able to do these things. Yeah. Like if you can hook a battery up to an octopus and make it go like this, you're halfway there. Yeah. Why? Because this this is a this is a machine that mm-hmm. we have. It's a biological here. machine. Right. And once yeah. you understand it, you understand it. Yeah. And you yeah. could fuck with that machine. You could juice it up, you could fucking get it stronger, get it smarter. This you is, do a lot of things with that machine. This is what the Anunnaki said. Yeah. This is how you know that these are not made up things from people's imagination because everything is too factual. Like like this necklace, right? Right. People online were like, "Yeah, is that Buddhist or that's uh, this or that?" It, it's none of that. Like, like I just try to find the answers to things. So I, is I that a ship wheel. I designed this because this is that thing that you see that all the Anunnaki guys that have that look oh. like a Ritz watch, and they always have it, and you're always trying to see what that is. Yeah, what is that? It is a time and it's a compass. It's a timekeeping compass. That's what that so, is? Yeah. So that's what made the carrier of great importance because he was able to do things that were magical in nature, like go somewhere and get right back. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like that, that thing on the wrist was a compass? A timekeeping time compass. compass. Yeah. A, a, right. So you had to believe in things that didn't exist at some point, like magnetics and um, distance and right. probabilities. and Right. Right. That's how... Like, if you if you were to read, like, thousands of books about people that knew a bunch of shit, like, you start finding out that it's not really about knowing anything. It's about where to go to get the information. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
So, like, when we look at all the ruins all around the world, like, we're not seeing ruins of colleges and universities and all of that. We're seeing temples and synagogues and churches. and But people don't understand that that's where that information was coming from for that period of time. When we went to these temples, they weren't in there singing and reading from a book. They were in there being taught things that they were able to go put into practice. You see what I'm saying? Like they were being taught our agriculture. You know what I mean? Like they were being taught. Yeah. Yeah. They had some very bizarre knowledge too. They had a detailed knowledge of cosmology. They they, they had a really detailed knowledge of our solar system. 100% of the writings across the world, whoever said anything about space or the universe or what was out there, why were all of them correct, Joe? It's not even possible. Like, Mm. how did they know that Mars was the red planet and why was it a worldwide fact? Right. Planetarily, that Saturn had rings, like, based upon what information? Because nobody worldwide is disagreeing. Nobody's like, oh, I thought of this, or I, it came to me in a dream. Nobody's saying that anywhere in anybody's civilization. Everybody's civilization says this information came from the people that came from there. Yeah. There's, like, there are no coincidences. Well, they know that Mars used to have an atmosphere. Mars used to have an atmosphere, used to have water. Something happened to its environment. If, if that's correct, then there's yeah. a guy right now saying he's getting ready to put people up there. Yep. Exactly. It's restarted it. all over again. 50 years ago, there was no water in our whole universe, let them tell it. Now uh, there's been water almost everywhere. There's water on the moon, for crying out loud. Are life. you familiar with the Younger Dryas Impact Theory? Do you know what that is? Say what it is. Younger Dryas Impact Theory is a theory that Earth goes through a cycle of, like, comet storms every June and every November. And most of the time, nothing happens. But every now and again, we get hit. We get hit big. And they think we got hit big 11,800-plus years ago and that that had to restart civilization. And that what you're seeing from, like, Mesopotamia, all these people 6,000 years later— they think that is a rebuilding of civilization that was already like just whispers and stories and tales. And then they rebuilt it again thousands of years later. But if you go back to like 11,800 BC, uh, 11,800 years ago, you're, you're dealing with what we thought were hunter gatherers. And now we know they weren't. Now we know they built complex stone structures. And the real speculation is they think that the people who built the pyramids built them way earlier than the conventional dating is. They think there's real evidence that shows no, they're 9,000, 11,000 years old. Easy. No people built the pyramids. No people? No. Who built them? No people built the pyramids. And if you, and if you look around the world, you see certain telltale things that let you know that advanced machinery was in usage. Look, there, <clears throat> For this sure. whole thing where slaves are stronger people is a fallacy. 
we like to believe that slaves are stronger. Slaves are weaker because they don't eat the right food and they live a terrible life. Um, your slave population is not smarter and better conditioned well, they unless don't, they you're don't enslaving think the Jews. The pyramid. They stopped thinking that quite a while ago. They think it was actually skilled labor because of the way they were eating. They found the, what their camps were, where their food was. They ate like very good food. So they think they were actually skilled labor, but also probably forced skilled labor. But that's probably not the people who built it. That's probably the people that were working on it. That's the, yeah. probably the people that worked in the village or in the, in, you know, in the city. How many companies have done renovations on the White House? None of them have done enough renovation that they can claim it's their White House. So, yes, thousands of years worth of people were there. But that doesn't have anything to do with the building of it. Who do you it. think built it? Well, understand, we, we know enough now to understand that this was a complex. This was not... Um, right. We've been led to believe that this is how much they worshipped their dead bodies. Right. But the evidence doesn't show any of that. No, like, it doesn't. Like when you see inside when they have those intricate carvings and paintings and stuff in gold and stuff, you have to remember this is in a windowless room, folks. There's no candle soot. There's no... This, <laughs> uh, it, it's clearly a power plant and built specifically for that location on this planet. For what do you think it was powered usage. by? Um, the um, hot water springs underneath it. So it was powered by the hot water springs? And to, but what, to what end? How do you know all this, first of all? Is this marijuana talk? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> um, this is... Um, Where did you read this? If you if you follow information about humankind, you find out that in all parts of history, people were coming to this region for their information and their knowledge and their things yes. that were forbidden. And yep. their, these these were not uh, the, these were the, the highest of human civilization. Here. Not even comparable to anyone else. No. Nor since. Nor since. Now or, yeah. Nor since. Right. The and, Great Pyramid of Giza is insane. Right. <laughs> like, it's insane. like, even Tesla says that this is where he came to get the information. But if you follow that information pathway, um, it leads you to this character called Thoth, right? And the emerald tablets um, of Thoth are literally mined changing and mind-blowing just because you understand when this was written and the terminology being used is um when was it written far too accurate for now so uh i'm, I'm sure that here it is emerald tablet also known as the Smargdine Smar Smar tablet or the Tabula Smargdina. Boy, I fucked that up. Uh, it's Hermes, a compact and. Trismegistus. Yeah. 
A cryptic hermetic text, it was highly regarded by Islamic and European alchemists as the foundation of their art. Though attributed to the legendary Hellenistic figure Hermes Tris, Trismegus, how do you say it, bro? Trismegistus. Trismegistus. Yeah. The text of the Emerald Tablet first appears in a number of early medieval Arabic sources, the oldest of which dates to the late 8th or early 9th century. It was translated into Latin several times in the 12th and 13th centuries. Numerous interpretations and commentaries followed. So what does it say, though? The Egyptian god Thoth. Okay, it says, beginning in the 2nd century BC onwards, Greek texts attributed to Hermes, uh, a syncretic combination of Greek god Hermes and the Egyptian god Thoth appeared in Greco-Roman Egypt. Those texts knows, known as the Hermetica are heterogeneous, hetero, heterogeneous collection of works that in the modern day era are commonly subdivided into two groups, the technical Hermetica compromising of astrological medical, botanical, alchemical, and magical writings, and the religio-philosophical hermetica comprising of mystical philosophical writings. Holy shit. Is this weed talk, Joseph? No, this is so legit. So legit, my man. So this dude was probably an alien. <laughs> dude, first of all, there are no probablys. Yeah. That's the benefit once you hear it or read it. Um, is the fact that it's given in first person and that's not possible. The things that are being said are impossible. Enough time has passed, though, that it's not like that. But, but I'm going to read that. He literally says, hey, there's a spaceship on Earth and this is where it is. <laughs> because if all you care about is information, right? Like, that's what you start to see is when you get to everybody's civilization, Asian, Indian, African, when you get to the crux of their information, nobody's disagreeing with anybody. Right. If you figured out who, how the fuck they did it, if there was any logical explanation that people could have done it, I would be on board. I'd be like, well, okay. But, but there aren't any people saying that. In le human beings can, there are, it's possible if you had enough power and you had enough engineering and mathematics that you could figure out how to design and construct the pyramid. Yes. But then the logistical problem of getting the stones from hundreds of miles away, massive, Massive, several ton, up to 80 ton stones. Joe. That's crazy. If you, 500 even, miles away, some of them. Even if you could do it, let me ask you this. Would you build it on sand? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was originally sand. So that's the thing. Right. The, this was a fertile yeah. valley. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Right. The that's, Nile Valley. That, that they, was the reason they had why electric they and Wi Fi, and Ooh. they had all of that. They probably did. And that's probably where the Younger Dryas Impact Theory comes in. The greatest trick is to make us believe that people back then were dumber and we're right. smarter. Right. And that whole thing is a fallacy. Yeah, that's and definitely not real. But it's worth it for us to believe that. I think we are the, the children of the survivors of some great catastrophe. And I think that's why every single not everybody biblical scholar— what? Not everybody. Some people. What do you mean? Are that. Some people are the survivors? Right. Well, I mean, 
most human beings probably got wiped out in comet storms. And I think we probably got, there's been points in history that they know of where human beings got down to like 7,000 people. Who's counting them? I think they use genetics and they backtrace and they try to find individuals that were capable of having X amount of children. I wonder how they do the calculations. It's a good question. The things in Hollywood and and in writing that have attracted our attention worldwide were all based on some truth. So all the stories of hobbits and have been successful in all of their genres. Why? Because they existed. Like, like we now know that there were whole pygmy groups and that, you know, we understand that that's what the seven dwarves was. Yeah. Like that island of Flores, man, that they found. The, the, they literally call it a hobbit. It was like a three-foot-tall person. That was covered in hair, smaller head than us, used tools. As a, as a preteen, I knew that Atlantis really existed just because of how it was spoken of offhandedly. Mm-hmm. Just that it was known in early exist. writings. Yeah. <clears throat> well, not just mentioned. But mentioned offhandedly, like you would a place that's just a landmark. Right. We landed in New York before we went to Montreal. Yeah. We were in Austin. Yeah. By, by Dallas. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen the the guy that thinks that they found the spot in Africa? What is that? Uh, that the ring called? That Jimmy Corsetti is uh. He's on this. This dude is an, an expert in this shit. And he's an expert in uh, ancient catastrophes and, and the remnants and the evidence that shows that these civilizations existed and something happened. And he's focused on this one area in Africa that he believes is Atlantis. And he, he says it has all the hallmark characteristics and there's all the evidence of massive water erosion surrounding the area. That at one point in time, it's very likely that this area got hit with a massive flood and it matches all the characteristics of Atlantis. When you see it, when you see the way the the concentric circles of rings, like try explaining this. You're going to see it. And try explaining this through a natural phenomenon that doesn't exist anywhere around it. Right. Concentric circles that is near what used to be water and there's heavy water erosion marks all around it that indicate massive amounts of quick-flowing water in a very short period of time. Right. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called, but I know exactly where it is. It's right here. You can zoom in. That right That's right it. There. Look at that thing. Bro, are you fucking kidding me? The reshot structure. That's it. The reshot structure. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Now imagine if that was this massive city of concentric circles and walls and a thriving population, and then it gets hit with this water. You can see the water erosion all over the place. The whole thing looks like it's washed out. See? Yeah. It looks like it was washed out because it was. Right. And that's salt, I believe. But that's yes, what there's makes... salt there. That's the other thing. Between this and the Garden of Eden locations, like these are the two... 
These are two of the great landmarks in uh, human history. Where's the Garden of Eden? Well, when you read the stories, right, the, the thing that strikes you is that it's so specific. Like, it says things in talking about the Garden of Eden that, wait a minute, if I can't find what you're talking about, this isn't even real. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, like where the Garden of Eden was, there's, I think, four rivers that come from it. And then it names two of them. Like, I don't want to be specific because at least he's going to bring it up. But it's like the Nile and the Euphrates, right? Right. So you know two of them. And it's saying, you know, where the four meet, this is where it is. And, um, yeah, my whole life I was like, this this is really weird. Because at one period of time we're thinking no flood happens. There's so many things that have lined up from these great religious books yeah. to we, where we can see that, no, something happened here. Like, something happened, and these are stories of people telling stories that have been told to them for about a thousand years. But this is why, right, yeah. this is why happened. they were told. And that's what yeah. you, that's the difference between those of us that um, want to know the world's mysteries and conspiracy theorists. Like, right. there's nothing to a conspiracy theorist because you're not producing what you're using. But these world mysteries, like, um, that's harder to do. A a lie is not something that people are going to repeat for generations on generations. It's being repeated like that because people have reason to believe it to be true. And... and, um, as you go through history, you see that um, those are the stories that we still talk about, but they're still valid. Like the, there were writings that the African Dogon tribe is mm-hmm. like, right. like, like they're, from like the Sirius star the, system. Like they're saying very specific yeah. things, and for hundreds of years we're going. You guys are idiots. You don't know what you're talking about, right? Right. Like somebody will have a fake star story. Right. You see? Right. And now we get to the point where we can actually see what they were talking about. What if we find out that we're aliens? That we were just dropped off here a long-ass time? The Adam and Eve story is the, the story of the place where they created us. I'm sure we're the only people in the universe that think like that. You think so? Why do you think that? Um, no, no portion of humankind's story differs from that. It's all creation story. Like, if you go, that's why NASA and Space Force are not more forthcoming, because the further you get in space, the more obvious shit is. Like, once you're up there and you're looking down this shit doesn't look like 
there is no God. It looks like you're in the middle of somebody's workshop and they just showed you every single way that every star can be made, every single way a planet can be made, every way that a black hole can be, a galaxy, a universe, and then showed you the best of the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's the spot. I mean, in our solar system, we're the best neighborhood that's ever existed. They all suck. Every other planet sucks. We're rudimentary enough that we still require environmental help. Right, until you get that chip. Once you get At that chip, point, it would be like <laughs> it would be like saying people that um didn't learn how to ride horses, they were slow. Like they couldn't run fast enough, so they got horses. Right. No, it didn't have anything to do with that. Better's better. That's that's really what it's going to be. Better's right. better. Right. We're all going to integrate. Like we would we we would have told you thirty years ago that we wouldn't need a space force unless we went up there and found something. I think the space force. The idea is that they're worried about it's not an idea. Someone else being in space first with weapons flying around. You mean us? Yeah, well, if we can do it, they can do it. That's that, the thing. Who is they? Whoever it is. No, China. there's only humankind and yes. alien. Oh, I agree. Right. The problem is, this is what we really need. We really need this neural link to lock us all together so everybody could read everybody's mind. That's what's going to happen, and then there's going to be no more leaders. There's going to okay. be no more governments. Okay. You're being very be no controversial more... <laughs> right now. Okay, so look. That, that, better is better. That exists already. So just understand that um, the worldwide government is way smarter than we give them credit for because we they have us believing they don't do nothing. But the truth is, like, like there's no such thing as the government um, is in bed with the Internet. No, the Internet is a government installation that they allowed the world to use for free so that they could have the information willingly because you're on it. That's what it became. Exactly. But I think that's it's what it just was the to become. You think so? Yes. I think the progression of technology oftentimes leads leads itself to like even cell phones. At first it was Michael Douglas walking on the beach in Wall Street looking looking amazing with that brick carrying that big brick like look at that guy. He's got a phone with no cord. He's out on the beach. This is insane. To everybody having a phone. But not to everybody because those in the ham radio community and people with the CBs, they didn't feel like that was cutting edge because it really wasn't. Like, like It's still cutting edge to this be able to is, walk around with a device. It's a leap in technology. Here's the thing. When you look at all of our inventions, that's when you know that these um, space encounters were real because we only have advancement in a couple of industries in the world and everything else is nothing. So um, like the microwave that they had, 30 years ago, it, it looks the same as the same microwave now. Why? Because it, wasn't, it was done as a military thing. It was supposed to be a weapon. And then they found out, you know, it heats up food, and they put a door on it. And so it hasn't changed at all because 
invention is very difficult. And um, <laughs> do, you, we, do you subscribe to the idea that we get back engineered? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why those leaps, we don't see those leaps in anything else is my point. Like, like yeah, there's the, so the much speculation time. about the creation of uh, a bunch of different things that came out of Roswell. Fiber optics. Right. But remember, yeah. 20 years ago, 15 years ago, this is crazy talk. Crazy talk. But, yeah. but, but, but now it's, but it's not. Like, it's at the point, at, at this point, like, Area 51 would have to be doing something. They were definitely doing something. Right. Yeah. And nobody's telling a differing story as to what it is. Right. Like, people have great imaginations all through history they could make up something the only damning information is if you read 3,000 accounts of of these entities and realize wait a minute why is everybody describing the same couple of beings right like there's no <laughs> right there's no outliers like every there's like three different things they describe yeah, they describe. They said that this the, the documented eight to twelve. We're not talking about English speaking people. We're talking about worldwide, worldwide. right? Worldwide. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what is striking. Indigenous people in Australia drew them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nobody's saying anything outlandish, and no. that's what you get to when you go religiously mm -hmm. or well the alien thing is a bit of a religion to a lot of folks they they don't want to believe it's a necessary fake. component yeah it whatever religion you're a part of at some point it says you were contacted that there yeah. was a fight in heaven mm -hmm. and you know yeah. this happened and that happened yep every and, single one of them Everyone without nobody's telling a different story. Everybody's right. telling the same stories. Yeah. Like that's how you know that um vagina and gold are universal things because in everybody's story none of these otherworldly interests entities had any interest in anything other than women um and gold right pussy or gold like because and and you understand that now when you start learning about what's in space because mm. you can see that any element or any commodity that we sell here is abundant in space like trash um you know they found one meteor that was worth all the money on earth yeah seven hundred and seventy billion no it was trillion it was another it number it's some crazy, some crazy number. number right right yeah wow yeah they know that there's there's spots in space that have abundant minerals that are very valuable and the the, the thing about the um the sumerian story the sumerian tech story Real ass story may make everyone a billionaire on this earth. Everyone would be a billionaire. <laughs> but, 
but <laughs> every un, person un, would earn un, seven several billion dollars. It, it so it sounds jokey, right? But understand, somebody got this contract. Like they right. broke this up into several worldwide contracts. Like ten thousand quadrillion. It's just there. But here's the thing. If you got that much gold, is gold valuable anymore? Because one of the things about gold is that there's not that much of it. You know, if you look at, the, you ever seen the that, number of gold on Earth? That's not necessary in capitalism. They showed us that with diamonds. This that's is, true. They could hide it, it. It is about the perception of things. And um, if I buy up all of something, it is rare now. Immediately, right. just because I have control of all of it, right. and that is worth killing Tesla over, mm. and that's why yeah. the people are still in business in Hollywood because everything's a commodity. Did you ever read? Um, you ever heard of Zechariah Sitchin? Zechariah Sitchin was a biblical scholar who uh, he deciphered the Sumerian texts, and he was like an expert in language. And when he deciphered, the, he might not have been a biblical scholar, might have just been a language expert. But either way, he, de- he deciphered these texts mm-hmm. and wrote these books about the real meaning behind everything they were saying. And he said that the reason why we are so fascinated with gold is that the Anunnaki l- literally would have us mine gold for them because they needed it to protect their atmosphere. So what they would do is take gold, which is a very rare um, in what it does. What gold can do is you can take a little piece of gold, like this big, and coat this entire table. It's real weird. Right. So very, and it, you could turn it into a fine dust, and they suspended this fine dust in their atmosphere to protect them from a, a degrading atmosphere because they were getting global warming or whatever. Everybody that was... He wrote about in, this in the 70s. Every, it doesn't matter because everybody in Egypt knew it. Like, this is where the alchemy... I'm, yeah, it's where it all originated. Right. Well, like, we don't even know what they knew. None of those people are saying, hey, I came up with this shit. They're saying... Right, somebody gave it to us. Somebody who came from this place here came yeah. and told us that this is how this goes and this is what this is worth. Yeah. Because I'm saying um, the people that were being abused in the mines going to get the diamonds. It, was, it wasn't like that for them. It was just them getting these rocks. And this right. crazy guy's going to pay a day's wages for us to gather rocks. Let's gather them. Right. You know, this is... But when you follow back, it's all about the information. And, and at the top of it, nobody's trying to claim it. Like, nobody's saying... Right, I invented this. Yeah. Yeah, that is wild. If if, if imagine this, that's why we're getting most of our shit, back engineered stuff they leave for us. We have to f- figure it out, sort through it. The people that have alien technology, if the the people that do have an alien craft that they work on, what a weird reality you must live in. The whole rest of the world's got guessing, and you got this thing in front of you, like, oh, Israel, we have one. That's, I can show it to you. That's how everybody in Space Force will have to feel, right? Right, they must. How many of them you think see shit? I'm saying, how do you think Elon Musk really feels? Like, I don't think he's going to tell you. No, I'm saying in his head, can he still have a superhero? Or is he one of them? Ooh. You know he's one of them. Like, 
if you're the richest dude in the world and you're also a super genius, how the fuck do you stop yourself from thinking you're a superhero? That's the big question. No, it's not like that. No? No, it doesn't have si superhero side effects to it. I mean, you would probably like, think. Like, it, the more you know, the more you know how little you know. That's so true, too. So there's not a, you know what I mean? And nobody has ownership on, of information. That That's, that's why... Um, reading books moves civilization mm -hmm. because, um, like when I when I said like you know I read three thousand books, people were like, <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, every everything in life is about the environment it, it was grown in the petri dish, right? So if I told you that from the time I was eight to the time I was twelve. Um, I never celebrated any birthdays. I never went to a birthday party. I never had a Thanksgiving or Christmas. I never trick-or-treated. I wasn't allowed to watch movies, and I wasn't allowed to watch TV. Um, all I could do was read. If I told you that, then you would understand wow. that for eight hours a day, I got eight hours, and I can read, and I love to read. And so I'm reading books that are 200 50 to 100 pages and it takes me about an hour to read one so yeah I'm, an hour I'm, to read I'm reading pages? a day yeah like all I'm doing is reading because that's what so I'm I'm checking out 20 books the limit at the library is 20 books at one time so I'm going Monday Wednesday and Friday just because this so, is my thing like so you're getting 60 books a week minimum because really yeah yeah because i'm reading more than that because i still have religious books that i have to read so under un, understand this is pre-internet first right so understand that in reading one thing that i'm reading right right <clears throat> this one thing that i'm reading is also requiring me to have this appendix book that is the source book that it's telling me it's getting these things from. And so I've got four books open at a time just for this one book. Like, mm. um, but yeah, I'm so first, I, I guess between eight and 12, I'm only, I'm, I'm a, I can read classics and nonfiction. So I'm saying no novels or anything like that. I'm just reading the, like, Time Life has, like, 1,800 of these individual books um, on all subjects of the world. And um, So you just spent yeah. most of your time reading? Not most, all of it. All of your time reading. And then when did it That was my thing, because... Um, like, like I was able to be in each of these stories. You follow right. what I'm saying? And and um, I was getting so much information. Like half of those, I probably had to write a one-page report on after, you know. But um, yeah, that was my whole 
thing. And I, the numbers aren't even really accurate because I read more than that. Because like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I would read something and I wouldn't get it. Like, <sighs> like there was this classic book called Little Women that I probably read it four times because I just didn't, I didn't understand it, and I knew it was a classic, but. I never read it. What's it about? It's Have about you read it, Jamie? Some little women. It's a kid. I just I just watched an episode of Curb where they're talking about it. What is the story well, about? Well, I here's the sisters, thing. I don't know. Yeah, right, right. Like four sisters think okay. that. Okay, but they they have money and a an incredible circumstance. But the thing was, I didn't have any sisters, so I didn't have anything to pull from and I didn't have women in my life like that so um yeah a lot of things I would have to read multiple times for me to get right to try to think how they thought right well yeah like even like um the three musketeers like I probably read it three times because I you know (laughs) it was so I read it like the first time to read it, but then the next time I had to read it again because these characters were really distinct characters. Right. And I couldn't figure out, wait a minute, did this happen really in history or was somebody just this good at telling this story of the, <laughs> you know? But um but it's things like that that leads you to the Knights Templar story which leads you to, you know, seeing how things through history have remained. You know what I mean? Like, um, all of that you get from the books. Well, history to me has always been the most fascinating thing because you can't quite imagine it. You're trying to imagine it. You're piecing it together. Yeah. Listen to these stories and you just sit back and go, what the fuck was that like? Right. And Which is what we create ago. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, we're we're creating the future's version of what the fuck was that like? This this yeah. place right here freaks me out the most because this uh, this area, specifically this area of Texas, the hill country, was just all Native Americans forever. There's thousands of arrowheads, man. Look here's at this. A, here's My the friend thing. found this on his ranch. None none of those people. When we say those people, n- none of them picked a bad place ever. No. That's when you understand that there's a grid. Yeah. Because nobody's holy people pick bad spots. No. Everybody understood certain things about the area and long before they had X ray machines and Yeah. If you just went by that in the whole world you would start to understand like the true power of the Vatican and the fact that certain things are based on real shit, like the Ark of the Covenant ain't some spooky little story. It's what do you think like, it is? think it's like a nuclear generator or something like that? What do you think it is? <clears throat> Whatever the nucleus is that would nuclearly power something <laughs> that would have initially been in the pyramids would also have been in the Ark of the Covenant, right. which would be the same thing. Right. It's something that you can't fuck with, and right. it's radioactive, and it's very powerful. That's why they got to put still all those rocks around be... it. Oh, shit. That's what Imagine. I'm saying. Nobody's telling any crazy stories, my man. Not globally. No. No. Every, everything Well, it gets less crazy something. every year. 
it gets less crazy every year. Yeah. 20 years ago, talking about any of this stuff was straight up nonsense. Yes. But now people are like, hold on. That's probably what disclosure actually looks like. It yes. looks like a slow trickle integration into the zeitgeist to the point where it's just normal. Because a lot of times they're right. Yeah. A lot of times it turns out that they were right, that, no, we couldn't have told people this because, yeah, they would have went and this would have happened and that would have happened. And you can start to see that. Like, yeah. That's why when when you, you think about what, what people have always believed, that's why angels and devils freak me out. Because no one wants to believe that there's a Satan that there's a devil. You believe in astronauts, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but people have always said there is. You mean like, a bad and a good? Yeah, not just a bad and a good, but an actual evil, malevolent force. No, just start with bad okay, and good. Yes, bad okay, yes, Okay, so yeah. if we started bad and good, then we understand what must be at the extremes of that. Right. Nobody's telling a different story. And then there's a the concept of actual entities. Yes actual demonic entities that do exist well i'm saying your dna is either fused or it's not if it is it requires a fuser mm. that's all a fuser right what do you mean by that i'm i'm saying if they tell you that certain parts of your dna are fused that requires a fuser. Did I say that right? I'm not sure. I see what you're saying. The, the structure to us in everything, all of it, does seem remarkable. In a no mistakes type of way. Yeah, in a synchronistic sort of a way. Which flies in the face of the accidental big bang, nothing from nothing way of thinking is, yeah. and it always has been well that's what i think like in the beginning there was light when they talk about that if you were going to describe the beginning of the universe you, even if you're describing the big bang which there's a lot of speculation that that wasn't necessarily the beginning that it, there might be a continuous cycle of these events happening over and over again but if you're talking about a creation story you would say in the beginning there was light there was. It was a fucking enormous amount of light. It created the entire universe. Literally. Literally. Right. I think. Which is all it says. And, and, and here's like whatever they say that hell or Hades is in any of these religions worldwide, it is the perfect description for what a black hole is in real life. It is. You fall through forever. A bottomless pit. Yeah. Where time doesn't exist. Where time does not exist. Where you don't die, but you don't exit. <sighs> where the information... Like, and it eats stars. <laughs> right. But but how... But it eats stars and galaxies, yeah. all that, right? But But we can have multiple of them and everything will still place. be okay. They're the center, the center of <laughs> That's the flex. Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, That's we're fine the flex. with them. Right. It's like if you live in Africa, you got to deal with lions. What's this thing? Oh, it kills everything. Right. Everything what? Everything it touches. 
Everything, everything. It's going to get us eventually, but not now. What? You mean you have two of them? (laughs) (laughs) They find them floating around. They find them. They Mm -hmm. find them floating around. Right. I mean, they Mm -hmm. notice them. Yeah. They notice that they're out there floating around. Yeah. They found one that's so fucking big. It's a, they, we did this thing when we played a video of how small the Earth is in comparison to the sun, how small the sun is in comparison to giant stars, and how st- small giant stars are into the most, the most massive, supermassive black hole that they know currently. It's bananas. Our perfect there. habitat is so perfect that anyone universally with sense would say, whew, location, location, location. <laughs> you know? Like the greatest real estate agent yeah. ever. If the moon or the sun were further back, we'd we'd be fucked. Yeah, or clo- or closer, or like, like yeah. the whole thing is, you know, someone later saying, <clears throat> "Do you think Beverly Hills was? Uh, you think this was an area they built on purpose?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Oh, don't let me. Oh, just imagine if the the moon was slightly smaller. Just imagine. Look, imagine if the Earth was slightly further away from the sun. They know that it's to the point where it, some of it might have been artificially done, and they're aware of that. They're they're aware of um, the truth. So the specifics of the moon solar system. Oh, the moon. Right. I've heard that theory. That's a wild theory. Well, some of it's not theory. Like I, I was, I was on that subject as a teenager, but as a grown person is when the um, thing happened where they hit it with the missile and it rang like a bell. Yeah. Like, Certain things are. Um, what was the explanation for that? Because it did have some sort of a crazy like. The question <laughs> is, who will offer an explanation? Right. Because it wasn't like that. They they didn't just do it once. Like all, all accounts say, it rang like a bell for hours and hours and hours. Like, Imagine if that's a feature for a stable planet that they put there. Well, that's how Xbox works. Really? You know, um, or PlayStation. I'm an Xbox guy, but I'm saying, you know, you have your gaming system, and it just requires that and your Wi-Fi nearby, and bam, you know, right make things happen. And so many of our things globally, we come by understanding that and the magnetics and dynamics and things that. Really work. There's a lot of people that think that whatever we're seeing isn't just from another planet, but from another dimension. That they're dimensional travelers. That they have access to places that we don't have access to. Because we're too primitive. We, we can't wrap our head around it as a civilization. We haven't reached the ability to transcend, but that they can. And that they're here all the time. Well, the way we look at it, you know, we're the greatest spot in the universe, but the travelers don't lead us to believe that. Well, there's always competition. There's always going to be a greater civilization. 
than the one previous. There's always going to be more. There's always going to be more. If people are going to innovate to the point where they're going to make spacecrafts, that means these people are competing with each other. These things, whatever they are, they're still, they, they must be in some sort of competition. There must be something that motivates them. And so, right, but at, at that level, competition is healthy, and there are no unhealthy components. Hopefully. So, well, no, yeah. I'm not, not hopefully, definitely. Once, once we're all um, building space, personal space um, contraptions for ourselves, we're going to push one another. It's, it's not just. Um, we're going to all want the best one. Yeah. And um, we're going to insist that that be the case, just like we do with cars. When I said hopefully, what I mean is that, like, hopefully they will be, like, healthy, friendly competition. That's what motivates them. What's not hopeful is that they could be robotic, emotionless things that have transcended biological needs and that they just have a function. That function is seeding intelligent life in the universe and establishing just like you would be a farmer and you would go out and leave hay for the animals needs are primitive yeah they are primitive but it we're always moving into some more and more complex direction technologically it seems like that's never going to stop right and the only thing that makes sense to me is that we're we're doing something because that's like what we're literally designed to do it's we have all these things that sort of motivate people and greed and yeah. lust and curiosity. Yeah. But what we're doing is we're always making better things. Yeah. Constantly making better things, which yeah. would lead ultimately to the creation of a higher life form, uh, some some more intelligent, emotionless being. And that's the scary thought is that all this life out there is life that was created by biological creatures who had these desires and needs that ultimately led to them making a better version of them. And then that is like the butterfly that comes out of the cocoon. As soon as we put people in space, we became aliens that day, right? Right, yeah. A lot of things are perspective. That's true. I mean, <laughs> right. you could say you're a camper, but you really only go in a tent in your yard. You're still kind of camping. Well, you know, I'm, but that's I'm, what we're I'm doing saying. As far as our, space our, travel. our guy has put a date on the uh, Mars colonization, yeah. though, right? Yeah, but he's also put a date on the Roadster when that Tesla Roadster's coming out. That motherfucker's never going to see the light of day. <laughs> when, is, when is that car coming out? No, because I, about it the other day. That car is supposed to be out for years. Yeah, it's supposed to be out two or three years ago. I think. That's goddamn. That's it. part of being <laughs> a billionaire. Sure, is it's not worth putting out something that's not right it doesn't matter how bad it's wanted well he actually explained that he said it was man manufacturing is insanely difficult and the way he explained it it's it, uh, you know you don't consider it because you know people just manufacture things think it's normal but he was like the process of manufacturing especially like a car an electric car insanely difficult he, he had a harder time doing that cyber truck than he did yeah <laughs> space stuff cyber truck's hard What's all folded steel? It's this fucking massive 7,000-plus-pound folded steel truck that goes 0 to 60 in three seconds, and it looks like it's from the future. It looks like if you it's were going to watch It's the hottest movie, thing on Mars. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the most futuristic car ever. Right. Yeah, but... As kids, that's what we drew. I don't know when we're going to Mars. And I don't know who the fuck's going to do that. 
that's a six month journey and you're just hoping so what several billionaires were talked into getting into a capsule with (laughs) limited air (laughs) (laughs) to go a long way down (laughs) that's a dark way to die just knowing well, that you chose just, to just do Just know, it. even if you're a racist hearing this, all death is dark. So What I mean is the last moments must be horrific. No more, no, no more horrific than anyone else's. I know, but there's something about the choice of being, you know, thousands of feet under the water. No, it's being a billionaire. It's crushing. <laughs> Your soul dies long before. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done anything. This is what I chose. That's hilarious. Yeah, that depth. That guy could be fishing in Maui right now. <laughs> with a nice cold beer, hanging out with his friends, listening to some music. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, he hears. Right. He has that carbon fiber starting to crack. God damn. It's already done at that point. None of that's happening. They knew those people were dead a long time ago, which is interesting because I didn't know how sophisticated the underwater listening devices are. But they have these super sophisticated underwater listening devices everywhere to make sure that Russia's not sneaking up on us. Because Russia will sneak up on a motherfucker. Russia Russia snuck up on people before. Sir. <laughs> None of that is for Russia. You think it's for aliens? None of that is for Russia. Um, Do you, think that's, you think it's for aliens? Um, that would be the wildest what, shit of all time. What, what, they underwater listening devices because oh, they knew that aliens were under there. Okay. Let's see if this is weed talk or not. Let's go. So which one do we know more about? Do we know more about space or do we know more about the oceans? We know more about space. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit more. Okay. So, yeah. He, yeah. And part of that is because... The ocean's at, very at, difficult to penetrate. At, at some point, it's government... Um, They're hiding things from us. I would hide things from people. I would definitely make it illegal for you to have a submarine. You could have a yacht. Don't get crazy. You can't go underwater. I got to know where the fuck you are. If I need to collect taxes. Well, if I'm, you're floating I'm, around, I could pull up. It was a conspiracy theory at one point that you you know the government got uh, bases inside of mountains. Right. Well, until they had to expand the boundary behind uh, Area 51 and make Area 51 larger, they never even admitted it existed. It wasn't until the Obama administration that they actually came out and said, Area 51's a real thing. We need more land. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever see the video of Bob Lazar, the guy who used to work there? Have you ever seen that guy? That's a wild I was following old Bob Lazar. Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think he's telling the truth? Here's the thing, Joe. Just just an opinion, but what I find fascinating is the lack of imagination in any of these stories where imagination could apply. Like 
like if someone was bullshit, you'd see evidence of it, <laughs> like, right? Because that's right, the thing. If people right. bullshit, they kind of bullshit about everything, right? Because like, they think they're smart enough to trick you. No one's smart enough to come up with one story only their whole life. Their whole life, they're straight, down the middle, square, tell the truth all the time. But one time, they decide to have a whopper of a lie. And just fabricate this thing and structure no, it. You're seeing somebody tell you a story that is the only explanation for certain things that are happening. Yeah. Like, Especially he tells you a story and then you have independent people who also used to work for the government now becoming whistleblowers and saying there's a crashed retrieval program. Crashed UFO retrieval program. It goes back to what I'm saying, Joe. These are the. Th this is how you say this without getting canceled. Look, you do think they're doing something, don't you? <laughs> they're doing something. They wouldn't we, tell us because everything they're we, doing. We want to believe like yeah. nobody's doing nothing. Like no, no, we're doing stuff. Like they're doing something. <laughs> they're just not telling us. Put that that's part of it though, right? You know what the people involved in the retrieval call the vehicles? They call them donations. Right. Well, because um That's what they think they are. They think that the limited times that these crafts have shown themselves. You didn't you as the driver or the occupant didn't mean for that to be your destination. And um, you don't take anything. Uh, you only give. Therefore, that's why it's known as a donation. Mm. Because it's like, um, it's what you would say if one of those meteors that we were talking about, if one just the size of a refrigerator landed in your backyard. Like... A billion dollars can land in your backyard, easy peasy. Or obliterate an entire city <laughs> and send everybody back to the Stone Age. That's the wildest one. Right, but the but it's not that wild if you look at the moon. Right. The moon shows you the evidence and that's a <laughs> thing. It. Right. Like if we could just look at it, it's just filled with holes. Right. <laughs> Big fucking craters all over that you could see with the naked eye. Well, I'm saying most of the people that are in America and drive in urban settings know what potholes are. And so, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. This is a weird time where people are just starting to pay attention to so many of these subjects. And so many of these things, like, are we alone? Have there been advanced civilizations before? How did we it's, become it, us? It's been a conversation at all points in yeah. in time. Like, but more people are having it now without fear of being labeled an idiot. Well, it's because information is now um, a free commodity, whereas in different points in history, it wasn't like that. Like, right. Um, uh, it was you, protected. You didn't make enough money to get access to this information. And no, no matter where you're looking, information is the driving force of almost every war and conflict. This, it, uh, um, yeah. It, it was about the place that you conquered. Not only did you conquer them, but you got a chance to know what they knew. And that 
you found was more important than anything else. Mm. And that's... Um, well, think about the people that lived just before they translated the Bible from Latin. How many people couldn't read it? Well, that was part of the experience that you were getting from church was the fact that peop- that it was being read to you. Right. You see what I'm saying? It, not what we have currently where you have the book and they have the book, but, you know, this person is literally um, reciting the word of God to you. Yeah. Yeah. And he becomes the holder of all that information and the only one. All holders of all information yeah. are that. Yep. It's like a human pattern mm-hmm. that people follow, even if they just run an internet company, even if they run a social media company. They follow yeah. that same pattern. Well, because Control. everything in the universe, everything on this planet, everything that we could look at in the wildlife or in the plant life or every everything is a formula everything is that way yeah. and that's one of the um you know the science and math go together with um the occult and alchemy and um all of these things are based on things like like even the smurfs story right the Smurfs are based on something? Well, um, religious people would say, oh, you can't watch the Smurfs because it's bad because they have witchcraft and stuff in there. But the whole thing is it's based on this, um, the homunculus, the idea that you can create a human life form without a mother or a father. So, really, that's what the Smurfs are based on. So, who, <laughs> so who, what, what two Smurfs do you think got together about Smurf and had Smurfette? She was the only female of the Smurfs. So, it's a good question. Well, it's not a question in the Smurfs. They tell you. They tell you that um, Gargamel made Smurfette. But, you know, in somebody's history, I don't want to say what race of people or group of people it is, but in somebody's history, you know, there was um, this homunculus uh, thing. Like a genetically engineered human? Life form. Life form. Mm -hmm. Creature. Right. Whoa. And so, you know, it's spoken of... In history, um, very sparingly, but um, you know, a lot of things in 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 the world are are about perception. You know, yeah. so we don't believe that there's clones. We don't believe that because we don't feel like we have the technology. But the truth is, if you go body part to body part, you'll go. Uh, what if I lost two legs? Well, we give you two legs. Well, what about two arms? I could give you two arms. Okay. Well, what about the heart? Yeah, no problem. What about the? What about the? Like we're already. Yeah. All you'd have to do is make a clone brain dead. Figure out how to engineer a brain dead clone that'll grow organs for you. Look, and then they'll make cloning legal. Because then you'll never have to worry. Hey, cat, you need a new heart. Guess th- what? This, sir, this is the same 
This is the same pathway that everybody is on in all of these departments. Like this is, this is what you like. <clears throat> people spend their life trying to find the cure for a cancer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and working as hard as they can every single day. You know what I mean? Unsuccessfully. We, those are the type of people that help make the world go around, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's all about information. And we, and we be so close most of the time. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. how you you can see when we've had influence from something else. Well, I think it's very possible that we have. It's just so frustrating when you want to know. You know, it's one of those things where life would change forever if you had undeniable contact with something. If, it would just change forever. Your perception of life, you, you, just to drive through the in-and-out drive-through would be different. Everything would be different. Right, but you Taking can, a shit would be different. There's aliens out there. They're, you can say that about smelling salts or... <laughs> or mushrooms, or you can say that about lots of things. Yeah, um, but about that specifically, that if that if we knew that that was real, because I think it's probably true, but I still hold open the pat the the possibility that it's all bullshit. Here's the whole thing: no one who has ever seen more space or the universe than you and I has ever seen anything that was bullshit. What do you mean? In the universe. What I mean is like fake UFO footage. There's a lot of fake footage. I would want to see, if you could see something yourself, and I have good friends that have. I have good friends that have had experiences that they say there is no fucking way that that is us. That this is something else. Right, just understand that part of the job in any of these circumstances is to kick up kerfuffle. Like, right. that's part of it. Like, if you live in Florida, you see how many times things go off into space, and you know that there's a pattern between that and government airplanes and, like, mm -hmm. like our stories of cooperation have been nothing but cooperative, as they could only be. Like, we don't hold any leverage. I think some of the shit that we're seeing is our stuff. Right. I'm saying, but nobody will have a way of, like, as advanced as we are, we still got to let that balloon fly over, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's the most obvious shit ever. That's your neighbor peeking over the fence. No, it is not. <laughs> it is your neighbor's drone. Yeah, your neighbor's drone. In your yard. Over your house. Yeah. Right. Ridiculous. Right. <laughs> Filled with a pinata of the next COVID. Right. I mean, what are they doing? 
flying robots. It's not like that. It's not like that. In the world of flying things, sometimes things go off course. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Do you think that's Especially all Especially spy stuff. Do you think that's all it was? It went off course? That it just magically happened to go near all the military bases? Don't say magically. I'm <laughs> Say wind. <laughs> the wind got it? Well, I'm saying... Bro, they just flew those things over, and they hope that Biden didn't notice. They said they flew over during Trump's administration, too, but they didn't tell him because they didn't want him to shoot him down. Neither of those stories is true. That information was out was there. One, like two, three days right. Ago, right? Another one, yeah. They said this was a hobbyist, though, but that's oh. what they said. A well, that, uh, yeah, this sure. doesn't count. Yeah. This doesn't count. And the way that you know immediately is it says over Utah. Like, that would be... Where, you know, that's like White Sands, right? No, that's New Mexico, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what's a? There's got to be military bases in Utah, though, right? Well, I'm saying in the actually the image I showed was in in the, the map wise the first one the Chinese surveillance balloon is what this is. Oh, that's what this one is. This is the one from February 2023. Right. That's the one they shot down. Look at that. So it's just a balloon with the solar power and some kind of camera. How weird. Not weird. Not weird. Well, not weird if you just think about human patterns. We've got to see what the enemy's up to. Let's fly over. Take some pictures. See what I'm, the fuck is going on with these people. I'm saying we can say whatever we want, but we're civilized, and maybe they're not civilized. So if you weren't civilized, then maybe part of your job is airborne weaponry. Yeah. So you got to test it out. You got to see what it can do. Yeah. And, yeah, they're going to go off course. Okay. Well, that's not airborne weaponry, but we have a lot of it. Information is. That's true. Information is weaponry. Information is. Yeah. Just knowing what the conversations are over this wide swath of um, people is worth Money, because at the end of all these information-driven um, society places is analytics, and that's what this is. Um, yeah, I probably said too much. No, it's all right. We'll be fine. <laughs> I just wonder where it's all headed, because it seems like we're building towards an event. I think about it all the time. It seems like um, it's not— It's time to get a bunker. Seems like it might be a good time to get a bunker, or at least some a supply of water. Well, here's the thing: if you follow what becomes accessible, that's how you can generally see where things are going. You know, mm -hmm. and so that's the true magicalness. Of Elon Musk, you know, is take that guy out of the story and just tell that story and yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's moving us into so many different directions all at the same time. The electric car thing, the internet satellite thing, and now this Neuralink thing. The Neuralink thing is the craziest because one all of these things are connected in these higher upper echelon conversations I'm saying you see the same conversation um, with Tesla or Da Vinci or like 
information is what is limited and whole industries can be built upon your ability to know how certain things are going to hit certain people and this was before we called things promotion and marketing you know what i mean that's mm -hmm. <clears throat> hollywood is not really there to entertain you like that's great that that happens but um propaganda is something that is important to all civilizations well, propaganda in Hollywood movies is built into the ingredients list. It's like if you want flour, you need wheat. <laughs> like you're going to have to get the wheat. And if you want to be able to make movies about certain subjects, you have to be willing to work with some people. That You know, it would be nice if you made it so that this is what we're trying to accomplish. And this is showing the, the negative side of this other society. And this is the and this is our hero. It's our hero who's gonna go do America's bidding and go over there and you're like, okay. And those movies are successful. And so they continue this relationship and you become a bit of a propaganda arm <coughs> for the government. And in turn, they don't fuck with you. <laughs> right. But that's what that's what makes information so powerful is, you know, you don't care how people feel about the ritual. It's about does following the ritual work. Yeah. And so you can fool yourself into thinking there isn't one, but the evidence will be clear. So like when I when I be like, uh Oh, these guys are wearing dresses. And everybody's like, oh, he keeps talking about people wearing dresses. No, it's that not. That is it's, a weird thing. It's not like that. Look at it from a different way. Look at it. Show me one person that ever wore a dress in Hollywood unsuccessfully. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you understand what a ritual is. Mm. So 20 years ago, I knew that transgenders was going to be a thing. It wasn't because I was a prophet. It's just I had gotten so much information that I understood the that pattern. things are secular. So I understood that the earliest I had seen that word transgender was um, Baphomet, the transgender. Um, and so... I knew that the, in the ritual of Baphomet, the transgender, to show allegiance to him, you had to kiss his ass ring. Really? And it said both of those things. So I knew that both of those things will become popular in the future and that um, somehow calling people the goat would be normalized over the sheep being always the most popular reference. Let's just God damn, we got some good weed, cat. Uh, Jesus Christ. This must be the I'm, weed I'm talk. trying to figure out how to jump in on that. Right. Which is my only goal. I always wonder whether or not all the stories in the Bible, it's just where we are experiencing it. 
like the the mark of the beast thing that we were talking about earlier. If that mm-hmm. is not, if that is not, I think if if you had to tell a story for so many years, yeah, before anybody ever even figured out how to write it down, and you're telling a story about a civilization that allowed people to put brain implants in them. And then all of a sudden the brain implants were hijacked by machines and people became just meat zombies controlled by corporations. That would be the mark of the beast. That would be a demonic thing. If, it, if a demon tricked human beings into wearing a hat that turned you into a zombie, that demon would be like a, a famous character in books and folklore. But that demon exists and it's just technology. It just shows itself through this desire for the newest, latest innovations that are going to constantly fuel it becoming more and more powerful. And to one day it tricks you into letting it into its head like a vampire. Like the vampire stories, you had, you had to let them in, remember? That was the thing. You had to invite them in. And if you invited them in, you're fucked. But if you didn't invite them in, for some reason they weren't allowed to kill you. <laughs> That's Here, almost like this the story. Thing, the you have to be able to benefit from the zombie like there's no benefit in 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 that taken out of context like if you're making them zombies so that they can mine for you then there's a story of that over yeah. there like like <clears throat> that's the whole thing is when you look at these ancient writings they're not they're <laughs> they're not saying like um, yeah, so he was from another world, and um, we had to bring him our kids, and he would eat them in front of us. <laughs> like, they're not telling those stories. They're saying, like, agriculture and Knowledge, lit- literature yeah. and cosmology. Right. Explain the origin of life. Yeah. Like, show, show the double to, helix DNA. To a fault. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. saying out anything outside of mathematic parameters well the wildest stuff is when you look at some of those old sumerian tablets and you see how they had the solar system mapped out they had the sun in the center looked just like a sun with little marks around it it had venus where it should be jupiter where it should be uranus where it should be they were all in the right spots (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy. Like the Ethiopian 6, tribe yeah, have the, the same. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Crazy. Like, no, crazy. It's not. Yeah, but there's very, there is no craziness. Right. Everything lines up. Um, the same grids. Look at that. That is just nuts, man. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know what the conventional explanation for that is because that. Zachariah Sitchin guy who said all this stuff, he was often criticized. That people said that he took things too far, that his his uh, analysis went too far, and he just went into speculation. But god damn, a lot of the stuff that he was saying, like you could see the deep implication in the actual tablets themselves. They show these gigantic beings with these little tiny people like sitting on their laps, and the people have tails. Have you seen those? It's, it looks may, like may, genetic engineering. Maybe it's a tail. Maybe it's piping. What? Right. Oh, what, Jesus! Right, it could be piping. You understand right. what I'm? Oh yeah. Of what I'm saying be, is nobody's yeah. telling these outlandish. Right. But they're all kind of all saying the same thing. There's some higher power that comes 
and gives you structure, tells you what to do and how to live. Mm. And every society information. Has information. That's yep, what that's they it. give you. They give you information. Yeah. Every story, every civilization, yep. every time. Yep. Yeah, that's it. And that's what we're all thirsty for. Right. You know? And what people Well, we're are, thirsty to monetize. That's too. But also humans individually are thirsty for information. We always want information. We want gossip, we want news, we want bullshit, we want science. Especially if you have an appetite for, you know, things that make you think. There's so much information that people are just constantly consuming. This bullshit information like TikTok and nonsense that just passes you by. But there's still... Yeah, but none of that stuff is nonsense. Well, it's not all nonsense. What it is is... It's just another offshoot. Something to, to get your attention. Right. Yeah. Which is what all of this is about. Mm-hmm. From the Roman Coliseums yep. to... Uh, it doesn't matter... Yeah, the Roman King Coliseum's Arthur's court time, like that's the first viral videos, right? <laughs> like that's, right, right. Like they would tell viral stories. Yeah, this is this is all about this experience of being a human being in this amount of time. Yeah, and uh, uh, interaction between other people who have done this thing you're doing. Yeah, and in the middle of you doing it, you realize you only have a certain amount of time. And you're like, God damn it. I'm just starting to figure this game out. Right. So understand that's, I was probably like five years old when I had that moment. So I lucked out because it happened to me so early. Mm. But <clears throat> it wasn't about the, yeah, I got that part. So I thought, I thought at like that age, I was thinking, okay, so I don't know how long I'm going to live because I'm kind of conflicted about how long people live. A hundred's a good number, but there's been people that 600, it seems. I don't know. (laughs) Like, seems like this. But I'm just going to space it out seven years at a time. So every seven years, that's going to be a life so I don't waste anything. So I couldn't wait till I got seven because that was going to be the start of my first life. Why'd you break it into sevens? Just randomly? I don't don't know what randomly means. Um, It's a seldom seen thing in the universe. Randomly. So just seven seemed like a good number? Was instinctual or was it, was it to to people around the globe? Seven, yeah, that's a great. It's number. a lucky number. That's why I asked. Yeah, well, I'm saying not for no reason. I'm saying if you like math, you know, I'm saying it's a great number. Um, that's how you know that the pyramids are about something because of what they represent mathematically. Mm-hmm. That level of mathematical information is another step in civilization. Yeah, the idea that that was just by accident, like when they they trigonometry mm-hmm. is not by yeah. accident. That, uh, also, that they figured out like the they there's some measurement. It's, I don't want to bore anybody with the details because I'll butcher it too. But it's the measurements of the height and width and the mass of the pyramid 
in comparison to the the, the circumference of Earth. It's like they they knew so much about like where constellations would be at certain times of the year, like in the summer solstice. It's just wild shit, man. That they right, did but, that all in stone. But not that wild though, because we know that if you were traveling that buoys are out there and they're mm-hmm. out there for certain reasons and right. we understand um satellite positioning mm-hmm. and no, no, it makes perfect sense. Mm. Imagine that's what the pyramids were. That was their ultimate buoy. That was home base. Well, I'm I'm saying it's not different than what, how we would treat a planet that we had not been to before. No, not at all. Not different at all. I mean, we would we would locate where's the best place to land. Mm-hmm. Where is the most hospitable of this mm-hmm. place, and we would put something there. And let's imagine that we landed somewhere, and we found this lush, green, vibrant planet. And we found those Hobbit people. And those are the most advanced people. Those Homo floresis, floresis, is that what it is? Flores, floresis. So this creature, this three-foot-tall human, imagine if we found them. I guarantee you someone would want to introduce them to tools, introduce them to how to make fire, introduce them to figure out language try to transfer their language to our language, try to teach them our stuff, try to genetically engineer them and turn them into something different. If we have the tools that we have now, like CRISPR, and we found some primitive apes, and there was like a, a massive population of Australopithecus on a planet, and we yeah. said, look, they're, they're on the way. Right. Let's just give them a little boost. Just give them a little boost. Right. And that's what the but people But not think. too much. Not too much. And that's what you see with yeah. all of the UFO stories <laughs> is... is the, they keep popping up in these times when we as a civilization are getting ready to F it up right? in real time. In real time. Yeah. You know, that's like my comedy club. That's why I named um, the, the, mother the rooms. I named the rooms Fat Man and Little Boy. Oh. Because the UFO started coming after the big bombs. Mm. That's when they really started like ramping up their presence. Like if you look at all the, the, the reports, the flying saucer reports, they're all like 1947. 1950, 1952. If, if you cross-engineer our shit, it's going to show up on our radar mm. at some point. Like, yeah. this information is... Especially when we're using that information very recklessly. Wild. Just Even in the Bible cities. story, the Tower of Babel. Right. Yeah. This, this story is that, you know, with everybody speaking the same language, it intensified shit getting done yeah. <laughs> and they could do stuff and, that yeah. was hazardous if they i think they're very close to being able to translate language instantaneously in real time because they can do it right now with samsung phones the new uh they have the new galaxy s24 animals Ultra. are doing it worldwide oh for sure they they have some sort of a language they have some sort of a communication they, they, there's something going on with animals that's nonverbal, and, and with all of our, mm-hmm. and with all of us. You know Tom Green. You know Tom Green, right? Yes. Tom Green was here, and he had he has a mule, and he said that you have like a connection with that animal where you know you want to go left, and you start like looking left, and that thing starts going left. He goes, it's really crazy. It's spooky. He goes, you develop it. It takes time. They have to earn your respect. 
But once you develop this like loving relationship with this animal, you're tuned into it like an avatar creature. Just like when they would lock on to their dragons. He's like, dude, it's like that. I have that with women <laughs> and, and with ducks and geese and uh, Canadian geese yeah. and goats like yeah. I have. No, that's but understand again, that's part of some religion's story mm-hmm. is that one of the gifts was um the relationship between humans and the animal world, mm-hmm. yeah. and um it's something that all civilizations have been able to use, and it stayed true, you know, yeah. It's amazing the relationship humans have with animals. Yeah, whether it's a horse. No, there's no especially. Like, all the. All all of them. We abuse some of them. And it. Well, just horses don't interact with people the same way a dog does. That's all I'm saying. It's like the interaction you have with dogs is almost like psychic. Like, they're, they, dogs are like your little friends, you know. They know when you're in a bad mood. They, they know when you hurt your foot, you know. They, they, when they're happy to see you every fucking time, every fucking time, bar none. I have that relationship with everybody that's, uh, yeah, all, all animals and, like, special needs people. It's the innocence and the mm-hmm. purity the that purity. you get. What it's not yeah. always good. This is right. some, but it's so we can yeah. learn from them. That, no, we have learned. Yeah, we should know it, but we're scared. People are scared of other people being shitty, and we put up like shields, and we, you know, we worry about. Well, it's into been bad proven. That's real historically <laughs> that. <laughs> You know, yeah, it has. Cain and Abel is a real story that, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, people are like, people are so violent these yeah. days, and that's true. Mm, but people have been violent. Yeah. Like, there was this point where humankind learned that they could take a life, and it changed things. Yeah. You know, well, especially take a life quickly with like when they figured out swords and bows and arrows and shit. What do you think the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is about? Because I was just reading that last Cleanliness. night. Cleanliness? Yeah. Yeah. That that's what took them out? That, like, plague? Okay. Because this the is 69 this, times I've gotten canceled this, in no, this, this one conversation. The, no, the stories okay. of Sodom and Gomorrah, there's two yeah. speculations. Right. One of them was that uh, God decided that they weren't hospitable enough. And the other one was God had decided that there was too much sin. Wait a minute, that's not speculation. That's in the book. Right. That first one. Right, but the, but the, the respectability one? part, that they, they were not um, hospitable enough. Yeah, that was, a, that was a part of it. That's part of it, too. So he just... So God had just decided, this, I'm going to fuck up this whole city. No, 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 no. Right. What's the real story, though? Okay, so... Turned it into Pillars of Salt. Two cities, okay. right? And he said, find me 50 good men, and I won't do this. And then he, I think he said, find me 10 good men. Okay, so they... This story is generally used to say that God... It, doesn't like homosexuals. Oh. This is the story that highlights. That. Okay, so it's not. It's so, not just sin. It's not just so because sodomy is even technically like oral sex. 
the meaning of that word comes from Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. Right. So, That's why I said it's technically it includes a lot of things people think is deviant sex. Yo, I gotta piss so bad. Can we can we come back to this? Sodom and Gomorrah. Come back to this. I, I would love that. Okay. Let's take a look. Take a Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. So it tell it tells several stories, but um There had to be an explanation for what the story said happened to two cities of people, right? Right. There had to be a reason to tell that story. Most likely. To tell this story, it requires all of those people that really have been killed during, in those circumstances. And the historical evidence shows us that Something like that happened. Like, those two cities really did exist. Do we know where Sodom and Gomorrah was? Are you kidding? I know a guy who will pull that information up so fast and put it on the screen. Young Jamie? Like, is there speculation his, as to his what side part? kick is awake now? This is you gonna see <laughs> oh, the Carl. best part of him when Carl wakes up. Carl's awake now. He's three yeah. thirty waker. Right. Um, As we all would be if we were in charge of our schedules. Yeah, probably. What do, what do they think that it, like, is there real speculation as to where it was? Mm-hmm. Where, where do they think it's it was? It's not speculation. A lot of these places just change names. Like, right. they used to be called this, and right. then they later were called something sure. else. But like Iraq used to be Sumer. Right. Yeah. Like, these are literal places yeah. that you can find on the real map. That yeah. was That was a part of that biblical rabbit hole I was telling mm. you about. It's just seeing the... F- I, I, my only concern is how do these ancient... Islamic, Judea, how do you say that, those three that exist, the um, that all religion is built on, Judeo-Christian, um, mm-hmm. Islamic, mm-hmm. that whole belief system of how that operates. Right, so you see they have question marks here, right? <clears throat> Only because they know that there were cities there. Oh, uh, so they have wreckage there? or Like, or? like for example, everybody, Ruins? if everybody in Gaza talks about going there, it exists. If everybody in Hebron has family members that live there, it exists. If everybody, we, we know that. So they think that was right near the Dead Sea. Wow. Well, they didn't think it any differently than they thought Talal Hamam, if I'm pronouncing that correct. Like, these were places, like, people throughout history, if you show anybody of water, those are always hot spots. Um, Water is its own commodity and currency at all points, and that was the Dead Sea. Um, but that's everywhere. Was the Dead Sea always the Dead Sea? 
because god damn there's so much interesting stuff that came from that part of the world that's right. where they found the dead but sea a scrolls. lot of the stuff that was supposed to be unbelievable was all based on something real like right how long was it the dead sea um long before they knew what high salt content was right or they might have called it high content salt contency but what they were trying to say is stuff's not oh. stuff's not growing here okay don't be looking don't come here as a fishing spot <laughs> right but it's a good spot to gather salt which at that point in time was as valuable as anything on earth salt they'd go to war for salt salt allowed people to preserve their food salt was insanely valuable understand the whole portions uh because at the end of the day for all people it comes down to quality of life so the jump that was made between people eating food that you had to kill yourself catching just so that you could put it over something hot so that you could get it where you could eat it and eating it like you that experience to um seasoning your food and you know having yeah. order from the best place because they eating do, too much right, spaghetti um, so you get fat <laughs> <laughs> right that's part of the greatness of human experience and has been yeah. that the part of being a king um, or being royalty through all civilizations was being able to experience the best culinary things because if you believe in God, that's one of the attributes that makes you believe in him because um, every vegetable, let's say, that you would have, when it gets to the point where it would spoil and it would be useless and you'd have to throw it away, it becomes worth more money. Because it's compost. No. So... What do you mean? Like, if you have potatoes, right? And so you have potatoes, but now you got too many potatoes. Um, you could get vodka from that. And if you have too much rice, you could get sake from that. And if you got too much wheat and barley, you can get. And if you. Everything that you could have too much of, we got too many grapes, you could get wine with that. The whole. That's why alcohol is called spirits, because it's literally a gift from God. Just something that's just for your. Milk, once it's going bad, that's where cheese comes in. Like, whatever it is you would be having as a commodity. Um, grapes to raisins, wherever. Like, this is why we believe mathematically. Because of the certain things that are just done for the enjoyment of um, so you think there's a reason why all these things exist, why, like, rotting fruit can become alcohol, alcohol can put you in a different state of mind. All of it is connected together so that you discover it and figure it out. Unless you can figure out the benefit that a mushroom gets for being hallucinogenic. 
or the frog that's the special ones do what the special benefit did that frog get from that right why is a frog making dmt is he living a better life as a frog does he live under the effects residually of constantly carrying around dmt right 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 well they secrete it when they're scared right isn't that the whole idea that you you take them and you you rub them on a windshield it's weaponized from the beginning yeah right right they're scared because they think they're going to die so their body's producing it well, the, Just like ours. the inventor of perfumes and colognes was whoever saw a skunk in action first. <laughs> because, you know, it, it. that's when someone was able to see how powerful smell is, even from a distance, and that the aerosol, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we've, we've learned so much from that world that's how we know like we were able to look at animals and insects and understand that we would be able to um do the helicopter after we got past orville and wilbur Mm -hmm. in dayton ohio you know what i mean like we understood because we had seen the hummingbird you know what i mean like we have seen how things work. Have you ever seen those Egyptian gliders? They found these gliders, these wooden things that they carved that look like fucking planes, and they were in some of the tombs that they had found? Thousands of years old. Looks like a fucking airplane. I mean, da straight Vin- up looks da exactly Vinci like an airplane. Da Vinci is saying that these are things talked about there like even even if you're just following jesus right okay so you believe that he was perfect and that this was how he grew up and got it when it comes to him going to get information he went to this specific place that we're talking about to get information and to get taught and that's not a hidden fact like it's been that way so um you you can't be reading all of these stories and not see how everything lines up it does kind of line up in a strange way you try to decipher it from all the different cultures they all had their different versions of it but at the end of it there's a lot of similarities if you follow the stories and like what what they what are they saying right all of them have some sort of a creation myth well i'm uh, well, isn't that odd though yeah, that yeah. a creature if you think of human beings as a creature mm. that a, a a human being that's never created a being itself has this idea that a magical force that is all knowing and all loving created cre- not not they evolved, not they came from this and they learned they got better, but that they were created. And that seems like a universal story, the created story. That's only because the duck that's outside of my house right now believes that. So the, the, so the duck is sitting on six eggs on a nest right by the house, uh-huh. right by a 250-pound dog, an alibi. Um, 
and believes that it has life that it's sitting on mm -hmm. and it's gonna come from that and that there's somebody there that looks out for them and make sure they're fed and it, the in the bible story it says um the sparrow said like like jesus said who, who feeds the sparrows like like worldwide there's how many birds like billions and billions and billions of birds like who's feeding them every day like real talk <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, because what you're looking for is you need to find a mistake. That's how we would know maybe there's no creator. But we don't go through our regular life seeing things and thinking nobody created it. Like, that would be as weird as us being in this room going, nobody made those curtains, nobody made these cameras, right. nobody made... Like, what? We, we never have evidence of that. What do you think? Why do you think people have a reluctance to take in the idea of a creator? Like, what do you think about it? To them is there's some people that fancy themselves as intellectuals and they refuse to take in a concept for which there's no proof and that's what they'll say they use this very uh, reductionist view of what God is and they'll say there's no proof and that you know they're a staunch atheist and a lot of them they even talk like religious people they, they almost their atheism becomes a religion instead well, of being completely open-minded to the possibility of zero idea what happens when you die a lot of people that are um, atheists don't like God, and God would have to exist for them to not like. So mm. um, the whole the whole thing is, if you were <clears throat> to believe in the Big Bang, you would have to believe that that had happened several times mm -hmm. throughout history just because that's what we've seen from everything that's right. been created. We don't see one individual unique thing that exists and is responsible for all things, except the Big Bang. That was what Terrence McKenna always said. There's too much thought that went into certain things, like the fact that um, you can study all the butterflies and not one of them has a sense of humor. <laughs> You know what I mean? But me yeah. and you do. And, yeah. like, it goes for all humans. If, mm -hmm. if Universally, if we see somebody trip and fall, we yeah. all laugh no yeah. matter what our back. Like, there are certain, um, yeah, like, like there's that. I, I'm trying to think of what the reasons are to not believe, but I can't remember what they are because it, it doesn't, it doesn't line up with anything. Like, um. And, and we would have had to have gone in space and there would be no other planets, just this one. Just that's it. For this story to make sense universally. Like, we, we're we at a terrible time in history to say, oh, we don't believe in people from outer space when we can go to outer space. Like, it's, <laughs> it's almost asinine to try to make both of those make sense. And to think that there's... Um, our sun is not the biggest sun, right? Not even close. But it's the biggest sun we ever gonna see, yeah. right? So it's the biggest fucking sun, right? But the truth is, no, it's way bigger. Like, right, like that. A thought went into picking this particular sun for this planet. 
and the moon and the positioning of much as if you were building a house like you would put particulars in like kid rock yeah. like kid rock to make sure that throughout the time period of history you put a stamp and a mark on it right right yeah. that's why if you were extraterrestrial let's say and you were going to build one building on this planet it would be the pyramid like most people don't even understand that there was a whole outer covering on that thing and gold cap mm -hmm. at gold the top. Caps, like it, it was a, yeah. it, it was a planetary monument. Yeah, right. you might be right. It makes more sense than the idea that these people pushed those things into place. And then got them hundreds of miles out of the mountain with ropes. Shut the fuck up. Throughout history, we have not done things that did not profit us. And I'm and not 150 years from now. Right. Now. Right. Now, all through, always. All through history. Right. So to be thinking that this particular civilization, oh, you know what we all care about? When he going to die. Let's, <laughs> we all, I dedicate my life to when he going to die. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to die while I... Yeah. No, history doesn't say that in any way. It's also the sheer mass. 3,200,000 stones in the Great Pyramid. That is so much mass. All of the um, wonders of the world are truly that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, too, man. The wild shit that they're digging out of Turkey is nuts, too. That's the Gobekli Tepe place where they found 12,000-year-old structures back at the time when they thought people were just using sticks and stones and hunter-gatherers. No, no. No, they had Because stone. the whole time they were saying that mm -hmm. it was there. Yep. But understand, these are the things worthy of a war. Just so you know. Worthy of a war. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? All throughout history. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only um, thing a rational person can take from Hitler's story is being able to see um, what if you had unlimited resource and ability to just follow global rabbit holes you find out that most stuff that is labeled bs is not bs bs is very hard to come by well the hitler thing is real weird because the nazis are really into the occult at some point in the information process that was required so it was required to be into the occult. Um, so, so in like the world of medicine, like certain things, before they had a label of being toxic, you just knew don't touch it. Like, you know what I mean? You didn't know what it was good for. But um, those occultists, were the keepers of things that did work, not things that did not work. Right. So, um, 
um, but uh, throughout history, that whole process of thinking, anything that could fall into the alchemy conversation was seen as occult-based. It it meant um, doing something unnatural. Mm. So even like the blacksmith was considered a part of that world through most of history. Really? Because he had an unnatural relationship with elements. He was Uh. able to take this and turn it into... Right, forge yeah. steel. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I've always wondered, like, at the heart of alchemy. all processes that yeah. are discussed at these pyramids, and all because they're all processes. Yeah, I've always wondered if alchemy is trying to regain lost knowledge. Like if at one point in time they did know how to just make metals, they did know how to create elements, they did know how to change lead into gold or whatever the fuck they wanted to do. That's what the this whole line was consisted of. Yeah. But it required money and time and all royalty, all kings, all uh, great leaders of the world. This is what you paid for was people that could make things happen. So um, being able to understand the weather and to then be able to manipulate it in any way possible was valuable all through human history. All the way before we get to the seeding of clouds part. Do you think they, they had the ability to manipulate weather back then? <clears throat> It'd be wild if they did, if that's what caused the Sahara Desert to emerge. Because all that shit used to be lush tropical rainforest. Imagine if that's humans fucking with cloud seeding. <laughs> they just ruin it. Well, that wouldn't explain how that has its own environment that's just as valuable. You know what I mean? It it goes to further um, back up what I was telling you about how it seems like somebody put thought into every scenario you might be in. So let's say you lived in one of them deserts and all you had was cactus. Guess what? You could take that cactus and make tequila too. True. Like every part of the process, like people figure something out. Not the people figure something out. Something is there to be figured out. Right. 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 Well, that's what the indigenous people say about ayahuasca. They said that the plants told them how to make it. The mushrooms told them how to make it. As a person that loves nature, you know that most of your experience in nature is based upon how other things react. Mm -hmm. Um you know what I mean? So yeah. you don't know that this is poisonous except for the fact that it doesn't look like anything's eating whatever's on here. And uh looks like everything is avoiding it. <laughs> like these are these are real things and um that requires creation as well. 
the whole consequence thing and the fact that this animal is able to live with this thing that's going to be doing damage to you. So let me ask you this, because this is the end conclusion of that. If, if creation is real, and if God is real, and if God created us... Wait a minute, hold on. Let's be specific. Creation of, of what? I just told you about right. my ducks and her eggs. That creation yes. is real for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... And life is going to come from yeah. that. Right. Uh, what I mean is that, that God created everything... And that there's that there really is a a reason for all of it. What is the reason for us? Like if God okay. really did all right. make all these things right. synchronized together right. and put us here. Right. First of all, I'm grateful even if you're not. I'm very like, grateful. Like um I'm very grateful. What an experience. Amazing time. Right. And um, if you take time and space out of things, right, like the people that sold me Call of Duty, right, gave me a great experience that I've been enjoying for years and years and years. And the person that I am on that platform is the person I would like to be all... <laughs> an experience has been delivered it would be like saying what was the thinking on somebody making an amusement park um to amuse um, people so that they could have a full experience um, and, and be able to enjoy it. You you know that because things happen like the humor thing that I was telling you about mm -hmm. and health, how important good health is over the opposite of that and um, how everything works without you needing to micromanage it your heart doesn't require you to count its beats and your what's the percentage of brains that are working perfectly versus the ones that are not like all of the processes needed to run you are just too well done to be thrown away like not important because if you learn about it you'll learn about the whole workings of the universe. And it's like that in too many different places for us to ignore. And the fact that we get a chance to have that experience while at the same time looking at a dog right. and understanding that our life is one billion times greater than Fido's and we can make sure Fido has a glorious life and yeah. ours is still so magnificent that we are in control of certain things and that we can um, not get things right and then get it right and not know things and then know things and then you know it's it's a wonderful experience that was created it is a wonderful experience and we seem to have by far the most unique one on the planet. We seem very different than everything else. 
very different than everything else. Purposely. Even though we're a part of it, yeah, purposely. That's why I always wonder. Super like, efficient. What are we here for? What is the what is the purpose? Is it just to enjoy and be grateful, which is great. Like one of the things that terrifies people, it's a very interesting concept that terrifies people. People are terrified of living the same life over and over and over again. If you tell people that the the journey of your soul yeah. is that you will live your life over and over again until you get it right. And one day you'll get it right. One In one lifetime, you'll achieve enlightenment. But you're going to go through the same lifetime over and over and over again until you get it right. People are terrified of that. But I say, Right, but, but that why? will require a creator, though. Sure it would. But what I'm saying is, why would you be terrified of that when you're not terrified to exist right now? Why, do, why are you terrified of existing right now forever? I don't find that terrifying. If you enjoy now. If you enjoy now, now is great. Whenever you die is forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, yeah. so I know and have known in my life that I'm going to live forever. I know I'll die, but I know I'm going to live forever until then and then live beyond that. Yeah. Right. Well, that certainly is a better approach to life in that it gives you comfort. And that's what... Um, no, that's what history shows us. History has shown us that. In what way? That human beings are um, still here not because of our wise decision-making. Like, nobody's story says that. Um, we've gotten assistance along the way that we needed it, and we have implemented it globally. This is why those um, one-world people exist, because it's a very powerful concept to have and far too lucrative and beneficial to not be attempted. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to run some global power organization, I would try to co-opt every single leader try to suck them in, offer support, bring them out to wherever the fuck I have my big-ass meetings, fly everybody in in private jets, talk about the climate crisis. All organizations have to follow the same rules. Yeah, that's wild. Recruitment is an important facet of all. Like We have to get some young global leaders. Well, understand, this is the only reason that um, we can talk about these big... Illuminati-like entities at this period of time is just because of time. Like, they aged out. Like, you can't right. get in new. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody got decrepit over there, and they can't exchange, really, through this period of history. And so that's how we ended up with the Bob Lazars and everything. Throughout history, you could really, it was much easier to um, get people to not tell nobody. Right. As part of your job. You know what I mean? Imagine going to a World Economic Forum party. What did those freaks do when all the listening devices have been scanned out of the room? All their phones have been put into bags? And locked away in a lead vault. <laughs> what do those freaks do? Because you know it's not normal shit. You know everybody's buttoned down like that and wants to control the world. There's something involved that's outlandish that they keep a secret. 
That's always been the case with secret societies. I mean, that's the whole eyes wide shut thing, that there's some freak shit going on behind the scenes to anybody that really wants to control everything. You don't just want to control everything. You want what? to control everything so you can get away with some freak shit, too. Right. I'm saying, but these Epstein-like characters have existed throughout history, throughout history. whether they were kings or what, like, mm-hmm. like um, human beings are human beings mm-hmm. universally. So um, e- everybody is a supplier. Epstein, Weinstein, like, these guys... Um, knew what these extremists liked and provided it mm-hmm. and provided the way for you to ha- like like um to have a billion dollars and not create a fantasy island type environment. <laughs> has not existed throughout history. Right. 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 And there's always been those people can only kind of interact with those kind of people. When you reach that certain level of wealth and and global success, like you're a Bill Gates type guy, how many guys can Bill Gates hang out with? Bill, Ga- Bill Gates can't just go bowl and join the bowling team and make friends with the other bowlers. It's too weird. He's got to hang out with his his kind. And the more you do that, the less you are in touch with what makes sense to say. And that's when you see them saying the most outlandish shit because they don't recognize how regular people are going to react to what the fuck you're saying. You know what? We're going to own nothing and be happy. What the fuck did you just say? You just say I'm going to own nothing and be happy. So but there's things. So who owns the things and who, who enforces who owns the things? And how do you do that? When you take away everybody's weapons, you're the only one that has weapons, and you get to decide who owns the things. And no one owns the things, and everyone's happy. Okay. Right, but part of what you're trying to do (laughs) is you're trying to come up with something that allows you to have the power while also profiting simultaneously. Right. Right, so if it's modern religion, let's say. So in the teaching of Jesus' time, right, when they said pay the tithes, right, It was you had your whole farming plot. Let's say it was 40 acres and you had corn planted there. Right. You would just you when it came time to harvest, you would harvest everything except the rows that were on the fence. Right. And the rows that were on the fence, that was the 10 percent of your field that would go to people that didn't have it. So it wasn't just you giving the 10%. It was also the fact that human nature is if you were going to give people some of your crops, you're going to pick out the best crops for you and your family, and then you'll put another pile for the giveaway. You know what I'm saying? And this took care of that where it was all equal and mm. the person that didn't have didn't have to feel like they was a beggar. They could come and pick and see which corn they liked and get, mm. you see what I'm saying? Well, and, that's a smart move just for harmony in the community too. Then they have people have a vested interest in this farmer being successful with his crop. Right. Some of that crop is yours. But the decision to take it from that to God said, give me 10% in this plate. 
is going to make a billion dollars a day for a billion people. <laughs> yeah. This is why Tesla has to go. Why? Because not what Tesla is saying about electricity. It's the fact that he's saying this should be free for everybody right. everywhere. Yeah, he wanted and to have aerial electricity free for everybody like radio waves. And the day that you say that, that's a wrap. It's cheaper to keep her <laughs> because we make two hundred billion a day, yeah. and we all agree universally you should pay for this, and we'll be in charge of selling it to yeah. you, and we'll shut it off if you fuck around. So for Punk. for us to say, I think they're gonna do that with cars. Duh. This is how this goes in the hundred percent processes. Yeah, that's the conspiracy theorist's biggest fear about electric cars. But it's not just electric cars. We found out it's an OnStar. It's on, uh, you know, I have a Cadillac Escalade. That, that has an OnStar. So if I'm driving, the government wants to stop me. They could just shut my car off. <laughs> it's crazy. And if you were in that business, what would you tell them they need to do in the f- next five years? Yeah, make get, them all like get that. better at it. Yeah, get better at that. Um, yeah. c- control where they go. Control the steering wheel. Control everything. I want you to auto driving on all cars. Auto driving on all cars with third party input. Is this <laughs> is this not what we would say to Tesla? Yeah. I mean to uh Elon if he said I want to make cars. Right. When we say okay, well these are the regulations and yeah. you have to make them like this and you be nice if you could just control that car. Here, this is how you sell it to people. If someone steals your car, we can get it back. And you go, "Oh, that's great. If someone steals my car, they can get it back." How are they going to get it back? Well, they control your car. <laughs> you can make you can make it <clears throat> you can make it cheap enough to not be a difficult sale, though, Joe. Yeah, make it that, cheap. That's what capitalism is about. Yeah. Well, that's also like when you get free internet or free uh, services through Google, right? Mm-hmm. It's free, but what you're giving up is your data, which is extremely valuable. So you, they're giving you something. You, you can now use Google, but now they have all your data, and they're just a big net that mines data. And because of that, they become <laughs> one of the most powerful entities that's ever existed on Earth. You know, there was a story that we I was learned this to find. from fishermen: yeah. how a net works and how much it's important to get as much in as you possibly can, and that that's where analytics live, and yes. that's where I'm saying this is where the DNA industry is built off of is is the fact of the future like at that same point that you're saying that we'll have those cars that do that they'll be able to predict crime oh yeah and step in before certain things even need to happen or they'll probably instigate you to a certain level of stress that they could indicate that you're about to commit crime and then they come in and get you (laughs) They, they won't need to they won't need to be that uh, nefarious only because um, so, some of this some of this stuff we know already. It just requires profiling that we're not comfortable with. Mm. Like worldwide, most terrible crimes are committed by. Um, oh, this is seventy third time. Most crime worldwide is is done by um, men with a micro penis, and um, doctors know who they are. 
And so at some point, they will be able to just focus where they need to focus and they would know certain things. And that's where, you know, this is why AI exists. You know, if, if you're, you're, you're a, your personal AI, you, you store your information, you make moves based upon what you've learned. So it's not a difficult process all through history. They had these oracles and these heads and mm-hmm. that gave answers. Right. And this is where that whole occult conversation intersects is because at the end of the day, information is information and the universe is built on a yin-yang thing that is replies to everybody and we're slowly getting connected to that oracle slowly getting sucked into that black hole to the point where it will be inescapable right yeah and those old billionaire dudes would love to be in control of all that look what else are you to do with that type of money joseph (laughs) buy a bigger yacht yeah that's the problem right it's Like, like what's the next game you know what's the real game as human beings, that's what our expectations are. Yeah. Of always. Know, yeah. What can you do? And at the end of the day, no matter how much money you amass, it's only about either how you can help others. And if you do that, you're never going to be fulfilled either because you're never going to help enough people. And that's going to be your whole thing is not being able to help enough people and just wishing that you could help more. Right. Or feeling like everybody is a commodity and that's the way these things work and find out who I'm going to take advantage of and do so. And that's a major part of a lot of things. Like another major pattern that human beings fall into time and time again. Well, you know, the Jewish people are powerful people on this planet, and a lot of that has to do with <clears throat> the process that they have in instilling in their young people a certain amount of information and wherewithal and conversation that does not happen with other cultures let's say Mm. and um, that exists only in a few places around the world but they're always important Um, especially if you look at things from a non-religious point of view again it goes back to information at all points I mean, all cultures exchanging informations with each other and the healthiest cultures are the ones that can right. both give the most freedom and allow people to innovate. Right, helping ourselves and others. Uh-huh, and, yeah. And the profit and the benefit and the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the process, right? But... That's no different than what everybody's religious story says. Like, what do you think ghosts are? You think that's I, real? I um, <clears throat> interestingly, I don't, I don't believe in um, 
Wow. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> you either believe in the natural and the supernatural, or you don't. And there are facets to everything. So if you don't believe in anything supernatural, then I would assume that means you don't believe in God either. Um, it's like I was telling you earlier. I, like I don't, I don't, I don't know how you could be a Christian and not believe in extraterrestrials. It's in your book. It says there was a war in heaven and God was fighting Satan and threw him down here. That's this is taking place. So. <laughs> Also, when you get to the Old Testament, Ezekiel's story. Ezekiel's story is essentially about a UFO encounter. I was really, I was really frustrated as a black person that we weren't included more in the Bible, right? And so I was very, I felt very good when I found that um, some of the books of the Bible that were banned um, were banned because they had black guys in them. Really? What books of the Bible? This is the New Testament? Is this when they were You've heard the book. Constantine? Of, you've heard about the book of Enoch. Right? Yes. Right. So if you know that book, it says that Noah was an albino. <clears throat> I always th wondered about like Noah's age. They talked about him being hundreds of years old. And, and it tells everybody's story. Yeah. And, but here's my yeah. thought. If human beings become more, were at one point in time, more technologically advanced than we are now, which is possible, we are on the verge of taking human life and expanding it way beyond 100 years. We're like real close to that. The people that are alive today will live to be 150. I'm not qualified to be having any of this conversation. I'm barely qualified Dis because I've talked to a lot of qualified disclaimer, people. Disclaimer, but, but understand, we know more now. Like, yeah. like, we know that the earth is not spinning now the same way that it once was. We know that. We get slightly different. <clears throat> Measurably different, right? I'm saying um, the interesting thing is in all of those stories that we're talking about, um, it never says that they did anything different that got them to be in that position. It just says that they were... Blessed by God. So yeah, now, they were there. This is at a time when people were dying of some things that today we would call pretty easy. Yeah. You know, but it was wiping out whole groups of people. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's fascinating because there's no way to go back there and see what the fuck was going on. So no well, matter what, you're well, not yet. Let's be fair though. They're not telling some wild story. Like if they say that a guy had uh, that, 
that's this, this guy lived um, 600 years. They're also telling you about the 346 children that he had and his 1,500 wives. Right. Like, he, right. Like, right. Like, hold on. These yeah. are numbers to back up. Right. If human <clears throat> beings do live to be 500 years old, that's a real possibility. That's That would be the only way that you could show that. Yeah. Is by... Talking about all the wives and all the children and all the... And if you do take what we know now in terms of, like, what they are capable of doing now with with human beings and lengthening telomeres, there's a lot of different methodologies that they're using that they believe will extend human life. Use of metformin, NMN, uh, hyperbaric chambers. There's a bunch of different things they're doing. And then there's CRISPR. When they're doing genetic engineering on kids now, and in, in China they did a genetic engineering that would make the children more likely to be brilliant, more likely to be super intelligent. Sir, and, sir, <laughs> why are you acting surprised by key components of the breeding process? Right. True, right? And if I, if, we're, right if, we're talking, if we're talking about the... If we're talking about Frisians or uh, uh, if we're talking about uh, German Shepherds or Doberman Pinschers, mm-hmm. this is perfectly fine, right, right. For, for, for me to say right. that uh, thanks to these reasons, this dog is the sheer example of the confirmation of the breed and mm-hmm. that um, his attributes are his intelligence and his loyalty and mm-hmm. his... right. Right. This is all part of You could do that these. shit in a test tube for your kid. Why wouldn't you do it? That's what they're, I think they're going to start off with normal stuff. It <laughs> all starts off as normal stuff the, because it's abnormal. So yep. the first thing you're doing is, oh, okay, so we're in charge of, like, mm-hmm. how could you not? How could you not? Is more, is more the question to be had. And that's why in that profession, they're allowed to do certain things and then tell you they're not going to do it no more. Yes. That's a key component yeah. to it. We're not going to do that anymore, Kat. We changed our mind. <laughs> yeah, if they're telling you that there's no clones, the guy telling you is probably a fucking clone. At this point, I have no doubt that they've made human clones. They've made human, I mean, they've made dog clones. You can get your dog cloned. If your dog's going to die, you can get the DNA from your dog, get a fucking puppy, and it'll be eerily similar to your dog. They think including some personality traits, which is just very bizarre, very pet cemetery. Right. But if they can do that, why can't they do that to people? They can. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before this goes off the rails. It's too late. Um, Because there is a God... The bar has been set so insanely high for your clone that you can't really get much usage out of it. Well, if there um, is a God and you have a clone, the clone doesn't have a soul because you don't have a soul to give that clone. Or a personality or or certain things like a subconscious. Like that's not available on the market. Lungs are, heart is, arms are. Right. But... Subconscious, you still don't. We still don't have the understanding of that, or how 
how we're able to be as brilliant as we are in this world while only using a portion of the we we though there are those of us that know with the pineal gland what what medicine says it's for and um what that would mean and so those people's job is to make sure that there's fluoride in all the water. <laughs> so your pineal gland will shrivel. Get calcified or whatever happens all. to it. That's all. The yeah. fluoride thing is wild. The fact that people aren't up in arms about them putting fluoride in your fucking drinking water is so crazy. It's so unnecessary. It w- it's brilliant on the other end, though. Oh, yeah. So what, what happened is the reason people have that... Um, relationship is they cleaned up the water the same time that they did that you see what i'm saying (laughs) so people at that time just remember the water not being that great and then all of a sudden the water is really great and it's got fluoride and it's good for your good for your teeth right despite the fact that there's direct correlations between high levels of fluoride in drinking water and low iqs they think it lowers people's IQs. They think it's terrible for you. Fluoride's look, dangerous. You're look, not supposed look, to swallow toothpaste. Look, whatever you're saying, people won't find out about that for 100 years, and I'm not even going to be 100. People, and most of these decisions are made like that. Yeah. Well, that, most people are terribly unaware of the fluoride thing. And when you, you bring it up, they always say it's good for your teeth. Like, isn't don't you brush your fucking teeth like why do you need fluoride why do you need fluoride in your water are you sure that's what why your teeth aren't falling out it's the fact that people don't understand that it's a toxic thing that you can't buy or purchase or handle (laughs) it's (laughs) in your drinking water (laughs) and it's not doing you any good other than supposedly it's good for your teeth well even if it was yeah even if it was even if it was great for your teeth and your bones you drinking it wouldn't be the way you'd be trying to get that. No. But, but, um. I don't even use fluoride toothpaste. I'm not going to let you take me where this conversation is going. Where's now, it going? Now that we went to fluoride, like, I'm going to have to cut no further than that because once you start having the what they'll do, like, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. You understand everything's a campaign. And that's how you can approach everything is find out who's making money off this. Where's the profit? How does this yeah. make sense? Why? Yeah. Somewhere right now, the fluoride plants are going, what the fuck are they talking about? Did somebody just introduce legislation to try to remove fluoride from some state from drinking water? People, some people are waking up to it. They're realizing like this is so unnecessary and obviously not good. Well, just understand that um, there are far too many places that don't have clean water. So, mm-hmm. so you True. know, like Flint, Michigan, still, still, still that water's fucked up. There's, uh, what about that place in hold Ohio? On, hold on, where hold, that... on, hold on, and s- why? Because it's. Nobody wants it to be their fault, so nobody will take like. Right. You understand how? Well, even the government. 
not it's plenty e- of money for Ukraine. Not, e- not even. Yeah. Like exactly. how like how are we ha- allowed to have a foreign policy when we are violating the policies here? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like like what 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 do you mean the immigrants are getting a check and we're putting them up in places that ha- what? <laughs> You mean in the homeless people's face? Right in the homeless people's faces. Like, right? Let us show you what we could have done. Right. Wow. Crazy. That's not okay as a society. No. Well, did you see the the scam that they were trying to do in New York City? Where they were trying to give them debit cards for $10,000, but there's people getting cuts all along the way? That wasn't a scam. That was business that got uncovered. Yeah. And, and I'll prove it to you. When you go to, like, if you go to jail in New York, everybody goes to Rikers Island. So I was in Rikers Island. So if you got if you got money on you when you go in, they give you a card when you leaving, and it's got money on it, your mm. amount. Like, systems are the system, like. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of money being made. Yeah. A lot of money being tossed around in the system. And if you have a thing like an open immigration policy, for sure, someone's figuring out how to profit off that. Someone's figuring out something about that. No, no. You're looking at it the wrong way. There is no one who isn't profiting. Everyone's profiting. I'm saying, how ridiculous is it for you to think you have the greatest country in the world and then it not be a big deal to get there of course what do you mean of course this is the hunt the 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 bees saying why do they love our honey so much (laughs) well no one's shocked at that what people are shocked at is that there's no effort whatsoever to stop the stem of illegal immigration that's what people are freaked out about. Like it seems like we're it's not on freaked out about the loss of bees. I am. If all the bees are gone, we're, we're going to die as a civilization because we didn't protect one of the most important insects in the whole ecosystem. Yeah. Right. So you know, and they think cell phone signals are fucking them up too. Well. Can you imagine you've been a bee forever, and then all of a sudden someone introduces cell phone signals everywhere? And you're this like, oh, is part no. of the purpose of religion in society is to try to get you away from exploring all of the things you could be doing with your time and put it somewhere that's healthier. Like, what do you mean? Like principles of meditation and, you know, believing that you should be trying to do a good job and being nice, you know, because it's not really that profitable, right? But here we are talking about, you know, that's what really would help our country and civilization if we treated the downtrodden better. But the truth is... It's very little money in that. Yeah. It's very little money in that. 
the truth is that the immigrants that come over here are, are generally super qualified at something. Yeah, and motivated. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. If yeah. I just walked and that's, here, that's what's made all immigration important. Mm-hmm. It, um, you know what I mean? Like um, the 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 Mexican people were the second. Or, well, they were their own jolt to the civilization of the fact that, yeah, you say, oh, they shouldn't come over, but anybody that comes over willing to work hard and succeed, and those are people you want a yeah. part, and they immediately help. Like, you can look at the extremes, of course, but um, the benefit. Um, are astronomical and always have been since Pangea. Yeah, the benefits are great. The side effects are crime. And that's what you have to be careful of, especially when you got organized crime that's coming in to sell fentanyl. you got a lot of that. That's a, that's a wild one because well, that, that's propped up by laws. That's propped up by our drug laws. And that, that puts you in a real complicated situation. Like, do you make drugs legal? Everything? Everything legal. The problem is you're going to get a bunch of people that get addicted to drugs that probably wouldn't without that. And then nope. you have to say, is that just part of the process? We have to learn to deal with this new thing that's everywhere and, and readily available? And how many people are going to try it just because it's legal? Probably quite a few. But at least how many people are not going to die from fentanyl poisoning because they're going to get pure stuff? Probably a lot. Uh... Uh, yeah, that well, t- talking fentanyl in specific, like it's a very difficult conversation to have because most of the things that we will all agree are terrible drugs aren't being used at the hospital. Right. So until that part gets um, taken, like it's, it's a bad look all the way around. Mm-hmm. But but the bar has been set so high. Like, everything that's called a drug nowadays is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's been no evolution. Like, yikes. Well, that's part of the problem with keeping drugs illegal, and especially psychedelic drugs, since 1970. It's like stymied human evolution, stymied research, stymied growth. What did? Keeping drugs illegal, keeping psychedelic drugs illegal. Look, if there Specifically was psychedelic if, drugs. if there was a god, then he put a failsafe on the drug so that you would have a barrier. And that's Richard Nixon? That's o, that's Odin. <laughs> Odin, yeah. Right, right so, with those drugs. Right. So really what's happening is you're like, okay, <clears throat> whatever you're on, do it to your dead. <sighs> And yeah. so, you know, um, statistically, that's going to happen. You're going to lose some people, but the people that's not doing it, they're not going to start doing it. Like, right, and they're going to learn from the people that died. Like you learned to not eat poisonous plants. You would think, but if that were true, nobody in the world would ever do heroin. Like, if you've ever seen somebody kick it, like, right. you would never do it. Like, it doesn't matter how it makes you feel if the end result is defecating and urinating in a puddle that you're laying in while being naked, then be like, yeah, you, you would, uh, yeah. like, you know. 
True. You would just call that poisonous. If you were smart. Yeah. You would learn. You would learn from other people doing it. And that's yeah. the thing. It's like we're reluctant to allow that factor into people's lives. But we kind of have with a lot of other factors. Well, a lot of these things were used sparingly and in context as well. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Oh, so, sure. So... It, Particularly a lot of psychedelics. They were used that, in a ritualistic way. But but that's like us saying, you know, while in that cooking show, they were using herbs and spices. <laughs> like, yeah, that goes with it. Right. Like, right. if somebody tells you that when they used to come through with the ball and the smoke and the incense, that mm-hmm. at one point it was marijuana, yeah. right? Understand that. It was setting the mood of the room. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, that's how you know there is an occult. How could there not be? There's another side to everything Mm -hmm. um, universally. So, yeah. That must have been a wild time in church. Everybody just got contact high. People walking down the aisles with balls filled with marijuana smoke well it understand this is not being consistently done this is being done right you know what i mean and so there's no such thing as you getting too much of it you're not getting enough to do anything except relax right and relax is what you should be doing as we discuss what we're discussing yeah it'll humble you a little Calm me down a little. It'll take the edge off. Yeah, you're not you're not getting enough um, to have the munchies, and if you do, we'll probably have a little something for. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But I'm saying all throughout history, people have been searching for this connection. Yes, and we don't have historically any evidence of any groups of people doing it doing something for no reason. Right. There was a element to this. So when we have the stories of, uh, we went in this cave and um, crazy shit was down there. And, like, we now know that a lot of that existed. Like, the air is not the same down there. Like, it might have been a poisonous gas in there. And we know that, you know... These were things that were not known then. So um, it's just fascinating to see the stories where we are now and to see how advanced they were on these particular subjects. And that time weeded out the BS stories really well. Yeah, there's probably something to all of them. There's probably something to all stories from all cultures. There's and a reason why they would want to tell them over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. One of the criteria for it to last over time. Yeah. Like, that's what I understood. Um, when I broke the internet, I was trying. I, I, I Let me see if you know. Like, when you start studying quotes and where great quotes come from you start getting these people that are known for their great quotes right but 
the further you go back, you see who really said it first. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what brings it full circle to that emerald tablet I was telling you about, right? Because 70% of it is something you've heard somewhere else. Well, I can't wait to read it. I wasn't even aware of it, but it totally makes sense. Like, there are things in it that are verbatim to the Bible, verbatim to the Quran, like, verbatim to... I'm going to read it. It's a great thing. Cat Williams, thank you for being here, man. This was a lot of fun. Thank glad you we for finally did it. Thank you Glad I finally hero. met you. Yeah, me too. I appreciate you very much, man. And we, we talk well about you all the time. I think you're one of the best comics of all time. And, uh, you, you know, I think you're you're a fucking animal, man. You you get after it in a way that, like, you, the energy that you have, I, I appreciate you very much. Very much. Thank so it was a lot likewise. of fun. Likewise. Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.